What's the best way to learn from somebody completely new? What's the best way to find common ground in something that you don't have common ideas with? The key is listening. And not just waiting for your chance to talk and not just waiting so that you can say what you want to say, but actually listening, asking questions, asking what you can do better, finding out what your shortcomings are, asking about the other person and caring more about what they care about than what you care about. This is Tapping In Episode 70. And always don't forget to follow, like, and share. Enjoy the show. We're going, Roy. We are live. We're live. We didn't have a lot of back and forth banter before the no recording. Banter. We're going right into this. Little banter. Oh, There's oh. like no foreplay. Here we go. Straight up. And that might have been the best one yet. I'm giving that a B. Only because it didn't perfectly close the door. Like I heard if I hear the noise, I need to hear it like just entering. Oh, see, I don't need that slam. I just need the click to know oh, that. Then it you may as well place. just slam the door. Yeah, I don't want to slam it. That's okay. stupid. I like uh, that nice that's little perfect. Yeah. Okay, little seven foot putt, you know, something <laughs> like that. Man, when you hit a seven foot putt, it's like, God, I'm a golfer. Oh, tell me about it. Nothing better. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, golf is one of those games that it's just if you hit the ball really, really well, and you're just like, God damn, I'm good at this, and then you just completely get one of those holes where you hit a ten, you know. Well, I'm hoping nobody just... hits my balls. <laughs> oh, I get that joke. I get I it. Am, I wasn't getting it at first. I am tired. I'm surviving on Red Bull right now, so this is going to be a wild episode. <laughs> and I got a long four days coming. Well, the thing we were talking about was that uh, like, you entered into characters. That, that's one of the things that people love about you. You, you like have accents. You've got characters. You've got different sort of things that you enter into but you said that there are certain things that bug stephanie so if you'd like to elaborate along those lines <laughs> since we have uh, you know what drives my wife crazy something that i do yeah i uh i'll do the dishes uh-huh. i hope she hears this too i'll do the dishes and i'll leave like a fork <laughs> <laughs> i know exactly what you're talking or about or like a lid and she's like why don't you just finish it and i'm like because in my head i'm like you know what i did enough yeah. Plus, it's like in five minutes, there's going to be something in there anyway. Steph, this is only a pass-fail class. I don't need to get an A. I'm yeah, just giving you the... I uh, passed. I did it. <laughs> exactly. Now, at the end of the night, yeah, I'm doing everything. Yes. But if it's like middle of the day and like it's a fork, it's like, fuck it. <laughs> because I don't use the dishwasher. I don't oh, like, is that? I don't like using the dishwasher. I'm a big dishwasher guy. I don't like it. Yeah. Just to me, I'm like, it doesn't work. Uh... I don't know. I dig the dishwasher. I don't like it. Not my thing. You know what it is? It's like the only thing I don't like is that Pooks doesn't uh, like empty the dishwasher. No matter what, this is falling on me somehow. Mm. That and, and the laundry is on me as well. I don't get how that worked. Laundry, we do our own. Oh, seriously? Yeah. That's an interesting take. So you're not doing the whole family? Uh-uh. Is it just like you don't want to mix? I just make very, it easy to. I'm very particular with how I wash my clothes, how I fold my clothes. Wow. So I don't need, I'm not trying to teach her how to fold it because I'm not that much of a diva, but it's like, just don't touch it up. What's your go-to detergent? This is important podcast stuff. Well, I mean, listen, all all the hippies aren't going to like this answer. I like the Tide. Hell yeah, Tide Pods, man. With the 2X odor defense. Exactly. Like, like I do jujitsu. I can't be stinky. That's the point. Like, it's got to smell good. Well, this is the important stuff that podcast people want to hear. Yeah. So (laughs) I use, I use the Dawn 
uh, fabric softener. The I white, use, I don't white use any bottle. fabric softener. Not Dawn. You turn about Downy. Downy. Yeah. But I you don't like one. I don't know, because I don't know, you get that smell all over you. I like that smell. You like that smell? Yeah, I smell I, clean. I no. I, I, I need I wear cologne for that. Well, I wear cologne too, but I like to know that my clothes. Got my Aqua de Gio Profumo. Aqua de Gio. Aqua de Gio Profondo. I'm in the market for a new cologne. All right. Let's all right, you want a sexy one, a office one, a sporty one? What are you why looking not for? One of, why not one of each? Okay. Let's, let's spend $1,000 on this. I'll give sense. you advice on this real quickly because people really don't want to hear it, I suspect. But Tom Ford you, shit's good. Tom Ford is outstanding, but if you're going to go Tom Ford, you go Noir Extreme. That is the most sexy shit on the planet. Let's go. Noir Extreme and- Call uh, that the puddle maker. If you're going to go regular office, go Tom Ford Oud Wood. <laughs> Who doesn't want wood in the office? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, I get that now. (laughs) Ood wood. Remember that, folks. It's a little expensive, but it's really good shit. I got that. And if you really want to be like a cool dude, get ombre leather. Tom Ford ombre leather. I'm all the ombre I need. There you go. (laughs) Are you going to like throw sexual on double entendre? I think that's what's happening tonight. I think that's what's happening. (laughs) We're just, I'm just throwing them out there. Be careful. I'm hitting home runs tonight. Oh, I'm like cheaper pies. Yeah, so I just bought a fishing rod. <laughs> Speaking of rods. <laughs> God, this test is so hard. Well, we're going to stop it right there. Um, so there you go. Ombre leather, Noir Extreme, Oud Wood. There's your perfect Oud. three. Oud Wood. And if you want something like really nice over the summertime, just go with Versace Pour Ohm. Nice. I stuff. like the Versace. Versace is one. nice and cheap, and it really smells good. I don't like the word cheap. I like the term. All right, inexpensive, inexpensive but it still smells really good. Mm-hmm. Okay. You taught a great class tonight. Thank you, buddy. You really did. Um, I'll tell you where my head is at, and you mess with that, okay? Because when you say Roy, I need you to, uh, you know, teach the class tonight. I, you know, the way I do things is is not so much, you know, uh, move one, move two, move three. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do something sort of real world because that was my background and God forbid anything happens in the real world. I need things to end quickly. So I'm looking to get to the choke immediately. Yeah, I saw that. So that's, uh, I, I think people get disoriented uh, when you push them around and you hit them in the head and this and that and then you go right for the choke and it's done. Well, I, I overheard there a couple of times where people were like, you know, could I do this? Could I do that? You're like, yeah. Well, you could just choke them. Yeah. It's like, just get the <laughs> choke. It's done. And exactly. I was like, <laughs> especially right now with like new jujitsu and mm-hmm. you know the exposure to instagram and, and youtube and all these dvds everyone thinks that they have to be john danaher everyone yeah. thinks they have to teach these like intricate new it's like man just teach someone how to play choke somebody that's what it is teach someone how to get out yeah. on bottom like just teach the basics because yeah. I, I was listening to uh rogan and he had matt sarah on love me a little matt sarah Dude, he's one hilarious. of the coolest dudes on the planet He's hilarious. Both of those guys, coolest dudes on the planet. Great guy. I met him a couple times. But he's telling a story about how this one guy was asking a question at Henzo's. He's like, Henzo, you know, if they go from K-Guard to Kangaroo Guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then Henzo's like, my friend, like, do not make jujitsu for the intellectuals. That's not show a Henzo impression. Do not show me. I wasn't there, so I can't do it. Give me I the gotta, Brazilian. <laughs> I can't do it right now. Oh, I don't know what, yeah, because it's not <laughs> my tired. story. It's hard for me to do it. <laughs> you got a little Matt, Sarah, though? Like a little, yeah, little, man, little. <laughs> like the Italian yeah, guy from Long that, Island. <laughs> never worked on Maddie. Man, do not make jujitsu for the internet. There you go. Just show me the move. Show me the move. 
And I was cracking up because like it's so true. Exactly. We somehow got into this realm where people are like, oh, this guy's a jujitsu genius. Yeah, that's fucking great. But it's jujitsu. Like, yeah. His, guess what? Not everyone's a genius. That's the thing. The other thing is when you get into a you know quote unquote real situation, um, which is kind of where I came out of. You just want to end these things quickly. I'm not competing. If I was, I would learn a different type of jujitsu. And certainly if I was competing for points, it would be a different type of jujitsu. 100%. I'm looking to just end something real quick. You know, like that's why when we do like takedowns, I'm like immediately looking to punch somebody in the face and disorient them and go right for a choke. That's kind of where my head is at. Hopefully I taught that tonight. And I, I... I'm not so good at teaching yet that I that I feel uber confident in getting every little nuance down. So I was I was asking you like, were there any moments when you taught that you just like fuck I forgot this move or fuck I forgot this uh, particular thing and all the time yeah. Well, and the thing is too, as I yard, sometimes I'm pretty exciting. Sometimes you'll te- you'll teach a technique, and it's something that you've been doing for so long and right. so second nature to you. That you don't realize you're leaving out very key points. And you're That's like, a oh great shit. point. Like, because you'll watch everyone do. Like, why does it look like shit? And you're like, oh god, they got to. I got to <laughs> right. break this down because for you, you're like, yeah, like that's where your head should be. Right. Like, I know that. You know, that's why we say like the the best athletes don't always make the best coaches mm. because it just comes second nature to them. I think with jujitsu, it's a little different, um, just because it is very like technique based. Yeah, but not always the case. You know, not every great wrestler goes on to become kale sanderson and create this great program yeah. mm-hmm. you know not every world champ has a has a high quality school and i remember tom said it like that he goes if being a world champ made you a good teacher then every world champion would be rich yeah he's like there's world champs that can't fill those schools right now it's true i'll tell you this i've seen enough videos to kind of get a feel for what i like as far as what's going to be added to my game and uh there are certain teachers i mean i don't, I don't want to I, I guess if, if i were to name my top five teachers uh john's student brian glick has some great great stuff clicks really good yeah he's really really good because it kind of fits my game sort of like old man uh losing my hair kind of thing. <laughs> 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 he's my game uh second i like henry aiken's stuff very very uh very very good for my game that's sort of very basic stuff applying weight to things is really really great obviously danaher and uh, and, and Gordon's stuff is really, really sort of Danaher in sort of a real world thing, which is what I love about uh, Gordon's stuff. He's yeah, it's application. Very, yeah, application is the perfect word for it. He really, really uh, breaks it down the way John does, but in a way that, like, you know, this shit works in high level. Well, I think the biggest difference, especially between Gordon's DVDs and John's, is just that, you know, John has these fantastic, you know, almost like, you know, theoretical jiu-jitsu which is like in theory this is how it should work you do right. this you do that gordon puts it into practice yeah that's kind of where i'm getting at. And, and now it's like yeah like this is how it works and yeah. he'll show you and, and you know it's going to work because he does it yeah that's like and, and it's no shot at john because obviously they're using john's material everyone from sean williams to brian glick to uh to uh, gordon obviously and gary they're all using his his stuff <clears throat> to a large extent but uh, the way they explain it, Gary is a good way of doing it too. He very, very Jersey. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what works. This is what doesn't work. And and obviously Tom's stuff is just. I consider his stuff to be sort of. Um, he cultivates these moves that really, really work. Yes. 
you, you know, and it's, it's, a, it's a fast stream. Boom. Goes it's working. right to it. No, I think when it comes to, I think there's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, John's thing is kind of a, a theoretical and Gordon does the application. To me, it's no different than, you know, a, a race car driver and a pit boss. Yeah. The pit yeah. boss is seeing what you can't see. Hmm. You know, it's no different than the quarterback coach or the offensive coordinator in the booth talking to the quarterback. It's like, listen, they're going to do this, they're going to do this. But then that quarterback's like, that's not going to work because you're not seeing what I'm seeing out here. Right. Then you get together and you adjust some things like, hey, I can't make these turns at that speed because these tires aren't going to hold. And it's like, all right, it should have worked. Or it's like, man, that was fucking perfect. That worked. Right. And then like, now let's make it better. So I I think that's just the way it is. It's also a voice thing, too. I mean, John has such a uh, ASMR kind of uh, approach to things. Yes. And you're just like, God, that's so lovely. Good, <laughs> you know. good bridge, Gordon Ryan. Exactly. And Gordon's more like, yeah, you do this, you do that, you do this. And I mean, I'll tell you what, though. Gordon's at the point now where, like, when he goes out there and competes, you don't hear a word. No? No. Oh, as far as coaching. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, you you know, everything is so TikTok with him yeah, at this point. Their, their whole thing is they put in the work beforehand. So yeah. when he goes out there, it's like he knows. Like, what are you going to say? Like, bridge. Well, <laughs> drop the right arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. <laughs> that's the interesting thing, though, because that's one of the. Uh, I don't know if you want to announce uh, the Gordon thing, but uh, if you do, I'll kind of give you an idea of where I was going to go with as far as we'll talking see. to him. We'll announce it next week. Okay, it'll probably be sold out by next week. It's something super special that's happening in the yeah. school. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I agree. Well, uh, on the uh, on the flip side of things, it's uh, my mom wanted to uh, find. She goes, "What is this podcast you do?" <laughs> there we go. I'm like, Ma, I just talk to my buddy. We talk about jujitsu. We talk about life. Why do you you bring me up? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I like- don't. Because the only thing I ever do is when I come. See, she, my mom unfortunately just came out of a bad physical circumstance mm-hmm. at the hospital, so I come in. I go. She goes immediately, not how you doing. She's like, rub my feet. And I'm like, <laughs> like okay, here we go. Exactly. <laughs> like, good to see you too. This is what I'm reduced to. You know? <laughs> so is she listening now? Roy, rub my feet. Oh my God. Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> That's what it is. So is she listening now? I feel so bad because she, yeah, she does, but she just doesn't get it. But I feel really bad because she was such an active human being in life. Mm-hmm. And now she's relegated to the bed and just sitting in a wheelchair and it just sucks for her and she's really bummed out and she's like give me the pill give me the shot get me out of here you know she and i'm like you don't mean that and everyone talks big you know but when they get into that situation they're not going to off themselves i always tell stuff like it would just be hard for me i know you always say that you think you have the guts to uh, off yourself yeah okay (laughs) oh you do okay So, like, all right, scenario. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, you get debilitated, you got pneumonia, whatever, all sorts of shit happening, and I come up to you and I go, dude, do you want a gun? Something like that. You would take the gun at that point? I don't think I would do it that way. (laughs) But it makes such a splash. Yeah. (laughs) I would do it more of like a, you know, Dr. Kevorkian way. They don't do that, though. You can do it in Canada or Sweden. I know, but what are you going to do? You're going to pack it up and move it there? If I can go there for a trip. All right, so you'd want me to come visit you in the hospital and, and hand you like some whatever in your hand. No, I've already told Steph. I'm like, if it gets to that point, I was like, we're going to just put me in a fucking fast car. <laughs> oh, so yeah. you, you like, this is even before you get to the hospital? Oh, uh, yeah. 
Okay. What's it like? Like it's it's getting bad. It's like you know, point the car off a fucking cliff. <laughs> Show me your titties one more time. Give me a kiss. I love it. And I'm out. Would it be a rental car? Oh yeah, that's the way to do it. <laughs> but we'll get the insurance. <laughs> exactly. 100%. I don't know what happened. He must have gone off the road. I know, but I, I also part of me also believes that like I would like to fight till the very end and just be like, no. that's the thing. It's like my old man kind of had that where he fought to the bitter end and unfortunately he had dementia. So it's like, you know, he was dribbling in a cup after a while. Oh, dude. And this is a guy that was like 6'1", 225, really strong, played football in college. And it's like now he's just a yeah. fucking shell. That's what was always like very hard for me <clears throat> at work. And even like with my aunt, like yeah. my mom would talk, be like, you know, you want to make sure you have that pension. You want to do this so that when you retire, and I'm like, 60 to 80 should not be your best years. It should be relaxing. Yeah. You should be done. Okay. But you shouldn't postpone life. Right. To enjoy it when you're 60. And then sure enough, last week I saw my old boss. He's been retired for like, you know, almost like maybe like three years now. Okay. How old is he? He's, he's got to be like 65. Okay. Okay. And I was like, how's retirement? He's like, retirement's great. He's like, worst part about retirement? I'm old. He's like, so everything yeah. I want to do, it's not that easy to do. Yeah, it sucks. He's like, trips, airports, everything's a little bit of a hassle. It, you know what? He's right on the money. And then I, I I, take this with a grain of salt, but he said, if I had to pick between being retired for a day or being 35 and working, he's oh, like, I easy pick, peasy. He Go says, 35. He says, I pick 35 and working every Definitely. time. Definitely. I want to feel that body again. I want to yeah. feel that strength. I want to feel that, you know, and like, like no aches and shit. Yeah, but hearing that, I was like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, we're going to fucking keep rocking and rolling till the wheels fall you off. You have to. You have to, man. You know, I got, a, I got a pinky that's hanging off. I've got an ankle that's barely hanging on by a thread, but we're just going to rock and roll, baby. But you're wearing a cool shirt. I am. I'm wearing a Rocco's Modern Life polo. If you check out the story yeah, tonight, absolutely. you can see me wearing it. My hair looks super flat. It's all frizzy. <laughs> the weather's not helping. You don't look your usual sexy self tonight. I'm tired today. <laughs> I am tired. All right. So I got to ask you a question. I'm finally on Instagram. Uh, Yay! Yeah, there you go. B B R O Y E A. Okay, you got to kind of walk me through this. What is a story, a reel, a post, and all? Like, so just a, give me a real quick. All right, a story is literally something. It's like your story for the day that okay. people can view for twenty four hours. Okay. Once you upload a clip, I think it's up to like thirty seconds. After 24 hours, that clip is gone. So, it like can, you said, it's like Snapchat in that sense. Yes. So a weird. lot of uh tasteful nudes I no post. no nudes you, you gotta be careful with instagram you'll get oh, yourself they, in trouble okay so no they'll, nudes. they'll boot you the fuck off because the reason i say that is because i already got followed by two people that said if you follow me you know suddenly they're not they don't have clothes on yeah don't do that Those are, <laughs> don't well that's do the that. problem is with instagram is i already did it the problem with instagram is hard up don't do that <laughs> the problem with instagram is there's a lot of bots they're fake and then oh, you start to follow them they'll message you and then before you know it they're hacking your whole yeah. shit no i'm not doing any of that no, i'm not doing that either. i don't even follow them like that's why i tell people like if you if i if you follow me and i go to your page right. and we don't follow similar people or you have no posts oh so completely out of the blue people just no dice i'm not following you okay i might even i might even go a step further and if i feel really uncomfortable i'm gonna block you wow yeah, it's like I don't. All right, so I'll go through my list tonight because yeah. I, I have, I think, like 125 followers so far. You're climbing. You're climbing, baby. That's right. Um, they all so want to hear a, what goes on in my that's life. That's a story. It goes up. And you can tag people, and that's a great way to that's, promote yourself. Yeah, I got to kind of get, uh, get onto yeah. that. I'll just, now, you just can't tag people out of the blue. You got to 
kind of know them. Like I can't just tag ta- people. Tag people all the time for no reason. Like at Donald Trump, I can't. You could get in as an eighty million follower. <laughs> you could you could tag Donald Trump Jr. And if you're lucky, he'll reshare it. And right. now, whoa, all those people are seeing you. Right. So that's who, a story. Donald, who is this Roy? I don't get it. What is this tapping in? It's not huge. They have no followers. <laughs> Terrific. Um, I don't know him. So you have that. So that's a, that's a story. A reel is essentially a post. Okay. But it is a... It, a lot of people do pictures as a reel to get the, the feed because that's what the algorithm was pushing for a point. Okay. But you can make like these little videos, these shorts, and like and you can edit them and everything. It's actually right. really cool. I I enjoy making reels when I'm in the mood. Okay, so it's a little bit of work in this. A little bit of work. Okay, got it. But it's fun. You can put music to it. And okay, there's a whole bunch of little tricks. Right, right. And then a post is just literally take a picture, write a little blurb about it. That's your post. But the post and the reel stays up until you delete it. Okay, so the post is the same thing as the story. It just stays up essentially. Essentially. Okay. Think of a post as what you do on Facebook. That's a post. Okay. All right. But you can also link up your Instagram and your Facebook. So whatever you post on your story goes to your Facebook story. And any post you make on Facebook also or Instagram goes to your Facebook okay. feed. Now at what point? Which real quick, not yeah. to cut you off. That's funny right. story. Steph has like family members and like her mom's friends uh-huh. who are like, oh, I always see you on Facebook. I see, And in my head, I'm like, of course you see me on Facebook because you're old. <laughs> I never post. <laughs> it's just you can tell. Like I never post on Facebook any longer. I post on Instagram. Right. I'm seeing and it's my a, it's a little Instagram bit of a more... shares it to Facebook automatically. Oh, is that the deal? Okay. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're always posting on Facebook, and I'm like, nah, I don't post nah. on Facebook. I post on Instagram. Okay. Facebook is the old people. Okay. Like like 45 plus. Okay. Instagram. That is my generation. 35 to 45. I'll even say 30 to 45. We are Instagram people. Okay. The younger, I, find it, I find it to be really, really easy to work with. It's great. You know, yeah. Now, the Gen Z people. Okay. Remember the TikTok? That is the TikTok crowd. Okay. I want nothing to do with TikTok. I don't even have the fucking app on my phone. Really? No. I, well, I, I want nothing to do with it. It's going downloaded right down to the CCP. I want nothing to do with it. It's Chinese. <laughs> exactly. All right. They're they're taking all our information. No, I just I'm too old for it. I'm not, I'm not in the mood for okay. that shit. So you're not going to get out of the car while it's rolling at five miles an hour and jog next to it and then jump they're, back in the car. They're idiots. They're out of their fucking mind. What's the problem? They're doing all this thing for like for like TikTok fame. And this, yeah, exactly. You know, I remember you know not too long ago, was, you know, do it for the gram. Now it's like you know TikTok, TikTok, and they're becoming famous. So what? I, I guess there's nothing after TikTok right now. Right now. Yeah. But at one point it was uh, Vines. Right. Jason Vines, mentioned that. Yeah. Vines was like this big, like, you know, five, 10 second video. But Facebook bought that. I think it was Facebook that bought And what it. about Snapchat? What Snapchat is that? Was, Snapchat's still around. But once Instagram started doing Instagram stories, people just kind of made their way there. Because okay. I was one of those people like, I'll never post on Instagram stories. Right, right, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, well, I'm already here. <laughs> Might as well. Might as well just use this. And now right. Snapchat's dead. Nobody uses Snapchat. Now I'm still on AOL and MySpace. There you go. So, <laughs> so you're still friends with Tom. <laughs> Tom is on that. I'm still friends with Tom. Not Tom to blast. Tom, Tom. Oh. Everyone had at least one friend. <laughs> okay. As soon as you logged on to MySpace, they're like, you have one friend request. And it was Tom, the guy who created it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't, Sitting I didn't, at his desk, looking back at I you. I was really late to this whole party. Man, let me tell you something about MySpace. Tell me. Tell me. MySpace was the shit. I understand You that. could say so much by doing so little on MySpace. Okay. 
I had a girlfriend during the MySpace days. Okay. And she was always, MySpace had the top eight. It's like, these are my top eight friends. Okay. These are my best friends. And then if you were in someone's top eight, it's like, oh shit, you guys are like, Oh, so, so you're saying people that you, you responded to a lot and vice versa, you, they were like... No, you, you, you ranked them. You made oh, your you list. Ranked. Okay, so... Okay. So I would put profiles there. Okay. So now if anyone went to your page to look at your pictures or see what was up with you, they would see who your top friends are. Oh, and then, of yeah, course, yeah. You had, if you had, you know, like celebrities had other celebrities, you're like, oh my God. And then you'd go to like, you know, their MySpace page and they would have... An, you're like, oh my God, they're friends. Right, right. I remember my sister was always my number one. That's my, that's my homie. Huh. I remember when I took my ex off my top eight <laughs> and I changed my song and the song was the kid was the kill by 30 seconds to Mars. Okay. And I swear I just put it up cause I liked the song. Okay. But she read into it and I took her off my top eight. Oh shit. Oh. The kill tied in with like getting yeah. her off your list. Wow. Yeah. Well, part of the lyrics in that song is like, you know, bury me, bury me. I am finished with you. <laughs> I saw it was a dope song. She was like, really? I'm off your top eight and you have that fucking song. And I was like, yo, you're off my top eight. Why the fuck are you calling me? <laughs> Go find some other schmuck. Oh, the MySpace days were the best. Wow. It was the best. And you could put a song and... You could like wow. download all these apps, go to these like like dot coms or websites, and like change your background. And so then Facebook comes and kills that essentially. And Facebook came and killed that. Got it. And then Facebook killed itself by letting in old people. That's right. And then Instagram We're taking over. Well, you ruined it. Facebook sucks. <laughs> I don't post on Facebook. I haven't accepted a new friend on Facebook we in like a year. A lot of things. I'm my generation. To do with it. Listen, I, I've shared the story about my mother-in-law. She's just, like they just. People of a certain age don't understand truly what's happening with social media, and they take that's everything. Very true. That's they, very they true. They take everything at face value and don't understand. Right. Like now, that like even you're like, oh, I got these firm requests, and you know they're not wearing clothes. Like those are fake, and they do that on purpose. Okay. My mother-in-law got an, a Facebook message from a friend she hadn't talked to in years, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast. I don't remember this actually. All the friend said was, "Hey, how are you?" that's it right yeah yeah she sends back paragraphs oh my god so great to hear from you everything is you great blah story. blah blah uh andrew is married he has two kids stephanie's married with two kids gives the kids names sends pictures and then the person's like that's great i've recently come across this and i'm like pat that was hacked she's like well how do i know i'm like Hey, how are you is all it takes for you to write a fucking yeah, thesis right. of your life. Yes. I was like, you just gave, I was like, and here's, here's what you really got to think about, Pat. I was like, and I, and I was like, it's a little scary, but mm -hmm. you don't know who's on the other side of that page. You just gave pictures of your grandchildren mm -hmm. to a stranger in God knows where. And you can't pull it back. And you can't pull it back. Yeah. And you don't know what the fuck is going to get done with those pictures. Right. She's like, oh God, now you're making me paranoid. I was like, you have to be paranoid. Right. I, dude, if I get messages from people, I don't know who the fuck you are. I, absolutely. Out of here. Delete I don't even all. answer my phone if I don't recognize the number. No. Yeah. It, it's it's too much. But that's why I really think like people of a certain age, that's why Facebook is safe for a lot of these older people. Right. But old people fucked up Facebook. They ruined it. <laughs> because they turned it into nothing but political talk. 
There is a lot of political stuff like, on there, and I, I really tend not to play along those lines because I did that. I like when I first started on Facebook, I got into these fucking rambling things. There was Mitt Romney versus uh, Obama at that time, two twelve. I get into these things, and it's just like you're not convincing anybody, no. and you just look like a douchebag to half the population, and the other half of the population is just like, okay, great, you're voting for Romney or Obama. Well, and the thing is too, it's like with inst- it's with Facebook at least, you're posting your own thoughts; those are your yeah. own words, so you said it. Whereas with Instagram, I might share a reel, but it's like I didn't say it; he said he it. Said. <laughs> I just happen to think that you should hear it too. <laughs> And then if you don't like it, you say, mute. I don't want to hear any more from this person. Right, yeah. You know, like, there's like a person that, that I, I love this person to death. Yeah. But they're just very liberal. Like, too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like them too much to keep looking at their story. So I guess what? Just mute. mute. I don't want to see your story. I yeah. don't I don't want to know that. I totally agree. I've done that on both sides. There, yeah. I can think of a person that I really, really don't like that... that that's constantly jibber jabbering about uh, you know problems in the United States and we should have elected Trump and all this other shit. And then you get the other side just hitting you with all the Biden shit. And I'm like, dude, it ain't working. Stop it already. Yeah. Okay. You got to get somebody else in there. Come on. Yeah. It's it's too much. But you know, I share a little bit, a little bit here, a little. See, bit I there. need help with this whole thing. And like, I'm I'm calling on Reese. Well, you got to start following. <laughs> He's people. my guy now. <laughs> That's what you got to do. You got to start following people. Okay. And then start following pages, and then Instagram figures out your algorithm. Okay. Like if you slow down on something, like it starts with like, oh, this caught his attention. Put more of it on his feed. So okay, so all right, that's a great point because yeah. I like I, I like a lot of jujitsu stuff, and I'm getting a squat load of like jujitsu videos. Yep. Yeah, you are. You know, and some of it's great, and some of it is just not so great. Listen, I I went through a phase where I was a uh, I saw like a Miley Cyrus video, and I was like, fuck, Miley Cyrus can sing. And yeah, then, like, can. I stopped and I heard another one. And then I would stop and watch another one. Next thing I know... <laughs> You're bombarded with nothing it. Nothing but Miley Cyrus videos. Yeah. So I had to make, like, an, like a decision. Like, I'm, I can't watch these anymore because that's all I'm going to fucking get. Dude, that just happened to me. That's so weird. That's what they do. Lenny and I are watching... We, we just watched uh, Rocky 1 through Four. 6. Oh, you watched all the way to... All of, yeah, we watched them really right through. And I just went on to uh, Instagram and I just hit follow Sylvester Stallone. I'm getting like every fucking picture of this guy coming out of the toilet and like, you know, hugging his kids. I'm like, all right, I got to mute this. Now. I'll take it a step further. I'm convinced. It's all about it's, Stallone. Nah, <laughs> I love Sly. Hey, yo. Uh, it's listening. Roy, what are you doing? It's 100% listening all the time. Because if I see an ad for something mm-hmm. and I can't remember what it was, I'll start saying, I'm like, man, I would love to see the ad for the little fans that you put on your oh, picnic table that keeps about. the bugs around. <laughs> and I'll just say it out loud. And then I'll go on Instagram and I guarantee you that it's day I'll, pop up. I'll, I'll, that ad will That's pop up. That's the AI stuff. It's wow. listening. Wow. People are like, well, it's not listening. It's like, yes, it is. Those microphones are on 24 hours a day. Yeah. Even when they're inactive, it's still recording. Wow. It's like an episode of Black Mirror, dude. It's. I'm curious to see how civilization comes to it. Well, end. you know what it was? I mean, speaking of that, it's like... Like I was having sex and I must have overheard me because I'm getting Hell. these incredibly huge penis uh, uh, videos sent my way. You're getting all the Viagra ads? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just. Like, I'm already past that. <laughs> I suck. No. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with a little C. Allison Viagra. I say go for it. 
I remember the old Jimmy yeah. Johnson convert. Uh, Jimmy Johnson had one for, I think it was Cialis. He goes, "There's oh, nothing wrong yeah, yeah, with yeah. going from good to great." <laughs> I was like, "I like how you put it, Jimmy." <laughs> Jimmy had the best hair, dude. Who was it? Uh, jo- he, dude, he still has great hair. Oh, I know. Still has great hair. I know. John Jones was on Rogan. Love me some bones because he got popped for taking Cialis. Okay. And they were like, "Why are we?" He's like, "Why do you take Cialis?" He's like. I don't need Cialis. He goes, let's make this clear. I don't need Cialis. He's like, but I just like, you know, he's like, you know, when you throw a punch, he's like, the Cialis just puts that, puts that twist, <laughs> that on, the twist punch. on the, puts on that the fist pop at the yeah. end of the punch. He's like, it just <laughs> <Yeah>. really, <clears throat> I was like, it's sign me up. It's lasting power. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> bah, like I'm, Hi, gonna, yeah. I'm John Jones. Yeah. yeah. You know, I could pepper you with my jab where I can snap that fucking head back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I get it. I get it. Jonathan Bones Jones. So that's that's all right. So what I'm planning on doing with the Instagram thing is I'm I'm like to get little snippets of the pod in there, yeah, and just pictures of post, 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 post. Be active. Yeah, be active. I can't do it. And it it now should I do like verbal stuff? Not verbal. Should I do like written stuff, like blog kind of stuff, or people don't want to read that shit? No one's reading that shit. No one. Okay. No one's reading. Because that was some of Evan's advice. He's like, man, sometimes I post some like like my thoughts and I can't get over how many people sign up after that. Uh, who? Fucking Evan's got like four <laughs> followers. Ain't nobody fucking listening to him. I love Evan. Half his shit is the fucking. <laughs> I love that kid. I, I like his post, but half his shit, I'm like, dude, I don't know what this is. <laughs> it's like a it's like a dog in an astronaut suit and it's like prepare for battle. And then you got like Biden. I'm like, what am I looking at? And then he writes a caption. <laughs> Like everyone's living out here, and I'm like, "What are you fucking talking about?" Like, I'm like, "What is happening?" I'm like, "I love you, but you, you're out there." It's so, isn't it so weird? Like every one of the people in the school that are that age, it's weird. No, 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 no. They all have that like a really interesting personality, and you just deal with them in different levels, and it's really kind of cool. Yeah, they're they're all interesting. Like all Max right. is just so far ahead of the game as far as his maturity level, and he's a really mature kid. He really is. And Manny is just one of the nicest guys on the planet. And Evan's got so many cool thoughts on life, and Bilal's got interesting things that he's doing as far as like traveling and this and that. It's like every one of these kids has something cool going on in their life. Well, I will. Say, it's funny you said this. How you mentioned Bilal's traveling. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing about social media now. Um. Remember when like high school reunions were cool? Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't need that shit now. No, you don't. That's exactly what you're doing. Especially the 10-year one. It's such a waste. Such a waste. But 20 it's years, like, it's good because you start seeing who's losing their hair. Like you're coming upon your 20. Uh, this year. Wow. This year. Yeah, you're 38. This That's November right. is my 20th. But Holy it's like, shit. I know what everyone's doing. Are you going to go? I might. <laughs> you should. You should. <laughs> I might. Yeah. I might. I'll definitely cut some weight. Maybe take a little time. Right. Boost everything. <laughs> <up showing everything. laughs> It's so funny. I was looking at someone's uh, Instagram the other day. It was it was a girl from high school. Mm. It was like her and all like the girlfriends from high school, and they're all still hanging out. And all yeah, yeah, shit. yeah. And I see all their. They still have their looks at that age too. No, these don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not all of them. Not all of them. But you know, you can tell. Like you know, life life got at them. Uh, but I love, and this isn't just one particular group. But I love looking. This is horrible. It's me being petty, and then don't judge me. But I don't give a fuck if you do. I love seeing these girls who in high school work. It was, they were bitches. Okay. And I love seeing their husbands now. And they're all like fat 
or bald yeah or fat and bald and i'm like oh or a combination thereof yeah i'm like oh and they've all got their little golf polos and their khakis <laughs> and you know they gotta hit the links every weekend and they're out there with the boys playing the front nine oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, just yeah. like you know it's just such dumb shit and to me, I'm like, wow. Isn't it almost stereotypical to like people really fall into these particular stereotypes? Yeah, I'm and like, the person that stays single at the age of like the 20 year reunion, you're looking at them a little weird now. You know, like, dude, why aren't you married? It's like, like what are you, who are you killing? How like, many people are in your Yeah, basement? like, like, what's your deal, man? But. And the same with girls, because I'm sure they're not too happy about being single at 38. Well, here's the thing, though. There used to be, it used to be where, you know, if a guy was still single in his 30s, something was wrong with him. Yeah. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think now it's just. It's getting pretty close. I mean, 38 now, years old. Dude, I think if you're a guy in your 30s and 40s and you're still single, it's just because the world has changed around you. I get it, but it's like, I don't know. If Jay's not married by 38, I'm going to be like looking, at him, looking at him sideways. He uh, might not be, dude. What? up dude a lo- listen look at the stats less people are getting married oh no and doubt more more men are openly saying that they don't want to get married because it's a it. bad contract it's a ba- it is it is but that's where the happiness factor is family kids you know building a life together that's you're 100 percent right factor. but you've got to find someone that you can see that with i agree and unfortunately with what's going on in this world right now it's hard to find someone that you see that with because no one's fully invested in the other person because there's so many options. That's I'll I'll take it a little different direction. I think men hit their prime, their peak, their you know their 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 looks slash success factor slash job that kind of thing around 35 to 40. Absolutely agree. When do women get uh, their prime? Oh God, I'm not going to say that on you air. You totally know it, Nettie. It's I'll like 20 t- to 25. Yeah. <laughs> so it's. It's just a very, very... That, that 22 to 28 yeah. window is the peak. That's it. And I'm not saying that any woman who's 30, it's like, oh, you maxed out, but it's no, like... No, it has nothing to do with it. It's the same way as saying, you know, if you're 45 years old as a guy, you maxed out. No. Yeah. No, it's just... it, But it's statistically, there's a decline. That's exactly you know, The stock changes. Yes. You know, it's like, you know, you could be great, but you know, now you're 35 and the guys you're going after are looking at the 25-year-old. But a 38-year-old looking to a 20 to 25 year old is beginning to feel weird i think i think that's like right when it starts to cap yeah no yeah. doubt you start looking like the weird dude at the bar yeah like uh but that's your prime you're that's making your prime. a lot of money now you figured out what you want to do in life as a guy you're looking great probably i mean even bodybuilders like their peak is is well, mid to late 30s you're 100 percent right and i'm so glad you brought it up right. i was talking to steph about this i was like <clears throat> we were talking about baby i'm in my prime <laughs> well we were talking <laughs> about how you know you, you've got to understand what you're looking for and what yeah. the market value is and what your market value is exactly. if you're single and you're trying to date so i was like like listen i'm not i'm not i'm not hoping to be divorced i was like but let's say we got divorced and i have to <laughs> enter that market i was like my value is good you're way up top. but it's i don't think it's that way up top because i told steph i was like the guys i'd be competing up against have just as much money if not more and they've probably been single for a while, so they've been hitting the they, gym. But, They're but in fantastic the girls, shape. But the girls look at a person, a guy. But I would have to make, what I'm saying is I would have to make adjustments to really compete at the high level and get those 25, 26-year-old chicks. Okay. You would have to. Now, you just got to be realistic with yourself. You know, like, you know, Steve is my age. I'd have to compete with guys like Steve. Steve's shredded. Okay. Steve is shredded. He looks great. So, he's, he's, and you see like these 40 year olds. his career going right. You see yeah. these 40, 45 year old men. They're in fantastic shape. Right. So it's like, 
got to step up your game now. But from a girl's perspective, isn't that weird though? It's not because you got to remember they're also swimming in that pool. So that's what they're looking so for. So a girl they're at look- 25 to 30 realizes that a, a guy at 35 to 40 is a realistic option. That's what she's looking for. Okay. And oh, she's they, gonna, they're looking for that. Yeah. And she's oh. going to pick the best one out of that. I don't know if they're looking for that. I think they feel weird. Like they want a person like maybe no. her age, a little older. No. Telling you. Nope. <laughs> I'm reading the room wrong. Uh, you're reading it wrong. <laughs> because here's the thing. These oh. girls, these girls with TikTok like and social media, they've, me gotten, they've gotten smart. And they realize I can find an older guy with money who okay. just wants a piece of, you know, arm candy. They'll pay your car. They'll pay your apartment. But that's a pay- serious looking woman. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if I was single again, I'm not going to uh, yeah, scrap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going, how I am, baby. You're not getting Costco lunch no, and broil? No no no. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not doing that. If Steph leaves me, bet your ass I'm going to fucking piss her off every time I bring a new chick no. over. I'm bringing over Instagram models. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is... <laughs> is penelope a lot of them are following me now so <laughs> she'd be like her fucking lips are fake but i don't give a fuck i don't give a fuck i don't give a fuck you left all this she'd be like well you helped and i'd be like here we go again <laughs> wait keep playing this out i want to no, hear what the rest be, of the conversation goes like <laughs> like how's my school doing great i'm running everything i'm like of course you are of course you fucking are she'd be like make sure you teach the kids class on saturday i'm like oh i'll fucking be there because i gotta give her half the fucking school Fucking keep going, baby. Like, what about the cars? You know why I only teach? You know why I only teach half guard? Because I only own half the school now. Oh, she can teach the other half guard. She don't know shit. I'd be all fat and fucking miserable. Jesus Christ, I can't get divorced. Uh, but <laughs> well, let's pivot. Let's pivot. One more thing, and yes. then okay. Because I do want to say something about this. Twenty-five to thirty-year-old girls. Do they? Would they rather be with a single? guy at that age or a guy that got divorced that I, I think a guy at 38 years old that's single that never got married is is a little suspicious to them that one the jury's out and i don't think it's that suspicious anymore it's okay. not okay the game has changed who has more value than the guy that used to be married or the guy that never got married at the guy 38? that never got married at 38 really yeah i'm not buying that i'll tell I'm you why that Unless no one, there was a unless there was a kid involved. not paying alimony, yeah, that's that's a good point. Don't have to split time with kids, but isn't there something weird? you can focus all your attention and money on the new girl? Okay, and that's what it is right I'm, now. I, I guess I get that because there's the a craving lot of, yeah. of attention. But going off this because we 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 started talking about something, mm-hmm. and again, this is not the rule. I don't think this is for everyone, but this is something that I'm I'm seeing, something that I'm hearing, like what I'm seeing out there in the world. And my friend Grant, he was telling me, he's like, bro, he's like, I'm telling you right now, he's like, you guys better not ruin your marriages. He's like, he, because he's 38 and single. Right, okay. He's like, the dating scene is brutal right now because you can't trust these girls because they've got dates lined up all week. Okay. Because there's so many options. So you think you're talking serious to a girl and then you find out, oh no, you, you just have another three. date. But yeah. Like, so it's a very, it's a very, well, I can't blame thing. the girls. You know, they, they're just playing the cards that are dealt them. Yeah, but they kind of play themselves out of the table. But that's another theory. But it, it's we're, we're talking about it in a materialistic way and people who are looking for some sort of stability. So I was thinking about uh, the family friend that I've told you about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, I get you. And I'm vacuuming the pool and Juliana wants to listen to Lady Gaga. She loves Lady Gaga. And she belts it. It's so funny. It's so cute. Okay. 
So the songs ma, from ma, 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 poker. <laughs> so <laughs> I can see Juliana doing that. She likes uh, she likes like the the ballads. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. beautiful voice. So the song uh, the A Star Is Born. Mm-hmm. Some of those songs start coming on. Was that shallow or? Um, so it wasn't shallow. It was a, it was a different one, one of those pretty ones. Yeah. yeah, and and I'm listening to the words, and I start thinking about my wife. Uh-huh. And it starts like, you know, it starts tugging at my heartstrings. And I'm like, Jesus oh, Christ, like, I would never, I don't want to leave her alone without me. I don't want to be without her. And I start thinking, I'm like, I would give up all my material possessions, right. all of them, to just have the feelings that I have for my wife. That's beautiful. Those That's feelings are worth more than That's what I mean as far as the happiness factor. So it made me think about our friend. And I was just like, She'll never have that no, because she's mm-hmm. looking for the wrong thing. And to me, I'm like, you, I started thinking about you. She got miseducated. Because you talk about it all the time. And I'm mm-hmm. like, she's missing the point to this whole thing, which is it's not about the house and the money and the being rich. Yeah. And it, it's about having something with that person yeah. that makes everything else better. Yeah. That, this is why when I talk to people and they say, oh, should I get married at this age or that age? I'm just telling you, that's the happiness factor right there. Yeah, building something with someone. Yeah, is there something cool about you know boffing your way through? Uh, you of know, course. life. Be single till 35, going to to yeah. the to rooftop bars. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's something very sexy about it. But that does wear. That yeah. does tend to fade. And it's like, and as much as we talk about like you know, make it till 30, do this. At the end of the day, if you find a person that just makes you say fuck the rest, right. Fuck That's it. what it is. I have you. I'm, I'm ready happy. to go all in with you, yeah. and we will figure out the rest. Yep. All bets are off, man. Totally agree. Thousand percent. If you find that 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 person, no toys about it. Because then, when you're struggling, if you have that person, the struggles aren't as hard. Right. And if you have that person, when times are good, man, it's better than ever. That's exactly it. I, you know, there are. I will say this though: there are times, and I kind of remember my twenties. They were so freaking long ago. But uh, I remember many nights, Saturday 20s, nights. 20s, you mean the 1920s? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I had to sneak that one in there. <laughs> I'm old. No, <laughs> there is a, what I was saying is that in my 20s, from let's say 1986 to 1996, okay, there were so many Saturday nights where my wife was just like, I'm just going to bed. And you're just like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm alone. I'm a, I'm a musician. I'm like the coolest dude. I can hit the jumper from 20. I can cook a souffle. Whatever. What am I sitting here on a Saturday night? And you just go to bed at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock on a Saturday night. And you're just like, this sucks. Any answers on that? Or no, you, you just... You fucking <laughs> lost that. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's funny. I used to fucking... Oof. I'm not going to say a lot, but... Well, you got together with Steph at 25. 25. So that's not much much different than me. I was 23 with Lane. When you got married. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I, I first hooked up with her, I guess I was 22 and a half, but it was a cool thing. I was like a college kid, you know, <clears throat> screwing a 30-year-old. Yeah, 25. And you got to remember that first year was like, you know, honeymoon phase. You're just, you know, you're like rabbits. <laughs> that's you what know? it is. It's a good time. And then things get serious. And by the time things got real serious, I was already looking at, you know, 30. But yeah, looking back, I'm like, man, that was still pretty young. Like getting married at 28, yeah. I was like, that's young. Kind of young, yeah. That's, that's when people tell me like, oh, he's young. He's 27. Uh-huh. Like I was, I had a fucking mortgage at 29. <laughs> I'm that guy. And I'm like, at 29, I had a mortgage. 
but it's a real Definitely. thing. Yeah. But from 21 to, you know, really from like 15 to 25, like I was. See, my brother always says to me, he goes, you know, had you not gotten married, you would have had such a cool resume. Yeah. Because uh, like I was dating some really, really like Lane, first of all, was just smoking. Prettiest woman I've ever met. And I had like a page three girl. Anybody that's British knows what I'm talking about. Some of our British fans have reached out to me and told me that's a real deal. Yeah, page three girls were really, I had a page three girlfriend. She used to be a nanny for a professor or whatever down in uh, D.C. So I knew. I, professor Van Dickey. <laughs> that's exactly who it was not. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a North Carolina state cheerleader. I mean, I had a pretty good resume is my yeah. point. Okay. <laughs> and then I got married. Yeah. Laney came out of nowhere and was like, she did. hi. And you're like, hello. That's exactly what it was. That was it. And she hit me with the, well, you know, because I was like, I don't think we're going to make it because I don't want to, like, I'm 22. Who I can't get married now. She's like, okay. And she's like. Let me, we can't do anything else anymore. Before you leave. <laughs> and I'm like, she's like, well, you've got to say goodbye to everything. And you're like, oh, exactly God. It. Not my happy place. They get you. That's dude. That's the most powerful thing in the world. Because, you know, she was quite good. <laughs> that is the most powerful thing in the it world. It really is. And I'm going to teach that to my daughter. I'm like, you see that? See so what's in between like, your legs there? I was like, everyone's going to try to get to that, and that runs the fucking world. It's like steal the flag. Yeah. Yeah. But make sure you settle down before that thing. You know, it has an expiration <laughs> right. date. It has an expiration date. Before they. Before guys finally figure it out in their you know early to mid thirties, start racking up the mileage. That's what it is. That's the big thing because I know some girls that are older and have mm-hmm. very low miles, and you can tell it. They look young. They're they still great. they're. Then you see some when you're like, oh, <laughs> it's all highway miles. It's like it's a fucking lot of highway miles. There are these girls, you know, that, that, that think that's not a big deal. The body count thing. I'm like, it's a big deal. It's not a big deal if you're going to rent the car. <laughs> that's exactly the point yeah you know i'm just gonna be another name on your body count but you don't want to marry that yeah. it's like hey look at this fucking dope car that i'm driving around for the weekend oh mm-hmm. wow it's a rental i don't look at the mileage dude that's such a great allegory but to buy it yeah oh yeah nah it's like i'll buy a hard car with high mileage but we better talk about the price yeah exactly it's be very low <laughs> very low like <laughs> yeah, steph's family member who's I'm a catch. Yeah, she leveraged herself right catch out of it. Catch and fucking release. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Thank so, God my family and friends don't listen to this. <laughs> so they'll be like, I fucking heard the podcast. I know who you're talking she's about. She's going to know. She's going to be like, she's not going to know. She'll, it's like that Instagram. It's like, ding, ding. they're going to know. They'll never know. I get a phone call from Pat. I heard the podcast. She I, was with me. I'm I like, know who you're talking about. Like, well, you know what? Cat's out of the fucking bag. <laughs> oh. Say it to my face. You won't say shit. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Any rate. So let's get into the topic. the topic. The topic of the day is how to this is number seventy. I don't know if you realize seventy that. episodes. We yes. got two years in. We started recording Big two guy. years ago this month. This is Setenta. Setenta. I mean, this is like seventy. So 70. at every oh yeah seven oh baby hot seventy year old episode seventy my son's turning seven there it is that's a good any seven. other seven uh, tie-ins it's in July seventh month of seven the year seven tie-ins <laughs> a little bit more <laughs> <laughs> anyway so the topic though I was thinking a lot about this um, 
and I think you're fantastic at this, and I think I'm pretty well, good thank at it. you. No, I think I'm pretty good at it, but you know how to talk to people, and I, that's the subject I want to talk about tonight, how to talk to people. Oh, man. And like, I'll give you an example. Like you use, I use humor a lot. First of all, people that, that are not funny to me, I, I, I lose interest in them very quickly. Oh, I'm so glad you said if that. If they're too intense, if they're too like, if they don't get my jokes, fuck you. I don't want to deal with you. I yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I judge okay. people based on the entertainment value. That's exactly it. And like, it, it's it doesn't a mean you have yeah. entertainment thing. And it to doesn't me. have to be amusing. But like, when you speak, am I engaged? Right. Am I like, do I want to hear this, or am I like, shut the fuck? Up. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. I'm That's right why there with you. That, that that like to me, and they don't have to be comedians. They just like you said, they got to be interesting. Yeah. So when I talk to people, I always throw weird humor at them just to see if they react a certain way test those waters that's exactly it how murky can we get that, <laughs> that's exactly so that's why i became very friendly with rex real fast because he is operating on my same kind of that's why and i deal with you you operate on the same wavelength we, same wavelength but rex is a completely different channel right <laughs> yeah. like i'm on the same tv that has hbo but rex is fucking <laughs> Like Spice. He's Showtime at night. Yeah, he's right. the Spice channel. Yes. You know, I got like, you know, you know, true Hollywood sports. Right. Rex is like, you know. So do you use humor? Undercover MILFs. And I'm not just talking about using humor just to like be friendly because that, that, that's just like service. I'm talking deep psychological use of humor to find people you want to deal with. 100%. Yeah. Not so much that I want to deal with. But to just kind of let you know, like, this is what this roller coaster ride is going to be like. Yes. And you're either, you're either on or you're off. Like, that's when we have intros in here. I don't adjust the way I teach because there's an intro. Okay. Like, I'm like, all right, let me behave so I can get, I don't give a fuck. Like, this is how I teach. This is how I talk. If you yeah. don't like it, then we're not the school for you. And that's right. okay. Let me stress yeah, that. Yeah. That's okay. Right. I don't have to be everyone's cup of tea, but I'm the fucking coolest cup of tea out there. <laughs> I'm just saying. Your chai latte. Oh, I was just going to... That, that's my fucking go-to. That's Lainey's go-to now. Oh, she loves an, chai lattes. An ice chai. I, I'll have I to like tell it about cold, that. baby. A All nice right. ice chai. So there you go. You two have something else in I'll common. tell you right now. You know who made the best chai latte ever? I'm assuming Starbucks. No. No? Okay. No, I'm going to give her a shout out. She used to train here with her two kids. Uh, Maddie. Maddie Brown? Yeah, Maddie Brown. She knew wow. that I... She knew... I think she posted on her Instagram where she came in with a chai latte one day and I was like, where'd you get that? And she's like, oh, I made it myself. No. Wow. And I was like, is it good? And she let me taste it. And I was like, holy you, shit. You got to fucking bring me one. So every now and then she'd come in with the kids and she'd bring me a homemade fucking chai latte. Maddie. And it was the best. What's going on with her? Is she right? I haven't uh, seen her in a long time. No clue. Uh, she's moved. <laughs> I know. No clue? <laughs> well, from what I've heard, uh, she I know she moved because I've seen her on her Instagram. But Very pretty girl. You know, apparently she's doing great and good. happy and life's doing very well. And that girl. makes me very happy. Absolutely. Very sweet person. Very good heart. And I like I like to see people winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really totally do. Totally agree. Next thing. I learned this when I used to deal with my dad because I never was able to talk to him. I just, we just didn't see eye to eye on anything. And he was always like belittling me and calling me a schmuck and a schmendrick and this and that. Everything was sarcastic with him. It wasn't until I started having a different mindset. I took a dominant mindset. Like mm -hmm. the same thing that when I walk in a room, I own the place. Yeah. And I still carry that today. Breathe Breathing through your through balls. Your balls that, that's the way I operate. It allows <clears throat> me to be real with people. I'm not cocky. I'm not fake. I'm not this. And that. I'm, I'm not 
when I feel dominant or when I act dominant, I, I can be myself. I don't hide things. And that's, it turned the table with my dad. Interesting. I started acting very dominant around him and I'm like, and how did he react to that? He suddenly became a human being with me. He wasn't like, he wasn't like my dad anymore. He was like an adult. And unfortunately he ended up getting Alzheimer's and that went out the window. But <laughs> he, uh, that's what changed my relationship with him. When I, when he saw me as a person that he could kind of deal with on an adult level. Well, I think he started seeing you as an adult because you got to a point where you realized you had to see yourself as an adult. That's yeah. I respected myself at that point. Instead of like a kid that was like, you don't get it, man. Yeah. You don't get Bingo. it, man. You're like, listen, you don't understand. That's fine. Right. It's like, oh, okay. The more, the more power you give someone's opinion, the more they want to give it to you. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point. So I'm asking you, cause we were just talking about how you dealt with your boss you're not talking with them like you're not talking with them like, hey boss, you know, I love you. Please, it would be nice if we. Did. No, you're walking in like you are on, at his level in a sense. So, I don't think I do so much the breathing through my balls and dominant. I own the room. You you give him his respect, but I, I give people the respect, but I also let them know like, this is me. I'm mm. not bullshitting you. Right. Like, and I, and I don't bullshit my bosses. I don't bullshit people here. Like, this is the fucking truth. Like, you guys sucked. You guys look great. I don't think we should fucking be here. I think that's a stupid rule. I think we're being kind of lazy. We, we, I, I'm very honest mm -hmm. with you. So when I tell my boss, like, hey, what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> but don't you see how that takes like a different mindset? I Yeah, but I also feel, here's the thing. I have so much confidence in my production value. Okay, I get it. All right, okay. and, it's, and it's, at my job especially, I'm very much, david ortiz okay big right. poppy big poppy Love and here's what i mean by that i'm not running around sending emails i'm not making photocopies of shit i'm not doing this i'm not doing that but i'm very good at certain things right yeah and my bosses know that when called upon i'm hitting a fucking home run so you know exactly what you're worth in other words you're walking yes. in with that that dominant yes. mindset. Yes. And I know that the thing that I'm good at is what they put a lot of worth on. Okay. It's like, I'm a quarterback, but I'm really fast. It's like, that's great. Can you throw the fucking ball? <laughs> and if the answer is no, you're going to get paid well because you can run and make some wins. But right. the guy who can launch that 60-yard pass, huh. the Patrick Mahomes, the guy who can extend and play yeah, and absolutely. flick it, he's going to get paid. Yep. And he knows he's going to get paid because yeah. he knows that he's good at what matters the most. And I know that my strength is in the classroom. Whoops. No one's going to teach the way I teach. No one's going to break it down the way I break it break it down. Okay. No one's going to have a higher success rate with students passing the way I am. That's what I'm talking about. You walk in, you own the place in your yeah. mind, whether it's real or not. I mean, you don't want to be a cocky asshole because you don't have the skill sets or the back, you know, the resume behind it. But you got to have that I'm dealing with you on my level. But I also know what my shortcomings are. Okay. So when they're like, hey, we got to do this presentation or this create this PowerPoint. Hey, I need someone to do these numbers. I need some. I'm like, oh, Jesus. I'm like, somebody help me. <laughs> I'm not that guy. I'm like, somebody help me with the Excel. I'll figure it out. But, you know, it, I, I think it comes with really knowing yourself, understanding your strengths, understanding your weaknesses, and then understanding what you bring to the table. And going back to what we were talking about earlier with the dating situation, mm -hmm. I think men and women both lie about what they bring to the table. Mm -hmm. And it's like, 
you know, like you've got to be honest with what you offer the other person because you've got guys out here that are like, you know, you know, they're flexing. You know, they got the nice car, they got the nice watch, but it's like, what's in your savings account? What's yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your job, man? I had a this is ugh, depressing. I had an older gentleman at work mm-hmm. uh, came in for interviews because I also conduct interviews now mm-hmm. uh, myself, uh, HR, and you know, a couple of the bosses. And I'm sitting at this interview and I'm looking at this guy's resume. And there's like a seven year gap. <laughs> I call that white space. Yeah, there's like a seven year gap, and I'm like, uh, what this up? guy's this guy's in like his early to mid forties. Okay, and I'm like, hey, I noticed there's a gap in your resume here. What were you doing in these seven years? He's like, well, I did have a job, but I was getting paid under the table. And I was like, okay. I was like, when was the last time you worked weekends? He's like, oh, I've never worked weekends. I was like, okay. When was the last time you worked like nights, holidays, yeah, you know, yeah, extreme yeah. weather? He goes, oh, I've never done that. And I'm like. And I'm thinking to myself, this guy's unhirable. Yeah. Not just here, anywhere. He has little to no work Absolutely. experience. Everything is under the table. He has one actual job that's on the books, and he was there for less than two years and he got fired. Right. And I'm like, and it it like in my head, all I could think about was I gotta teach my kids how to fucking go to work and like put things on the paper, like on, yeah. on the books. Absolutely. I felt bad for this guy. I'm like, you're in your forties and you he are hasn't learned it unhirable at this yeah. point you're like all right i'm 40 something i gotta get my shit together and go mm-hmm. out there it's like the problem was you weren't doing any of the yeah. footwork in the beginning like you don't even like you don't even have like like show me you worked at mcdonald's for five years it's like yeah i worked the counter i worked the fries i worked nights weekends it's like all right i can work with you right you've got customer service you're all right all right well now if, can you pass the test we'll take it from there you've got nothing dude and you know i've got friends that worked under the table at auto body shops i know how that is that you show up like, nah, we don't need you today, Jim. Go home. All right, right, brother, I'll come back tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's a busy day. And then they pay you two, three hundred bucks for the day, and you're like, this is fucking great. Yeah. I made a thousand bucks this week under the table. Yep. And then you're like, bro, like, you should get a judge. Like, oh, I'm making more money than you. Mm, technically, <laughs> but not really. So I don't know how I got about this, but you're just, the, it, it's really It's just the dominant. Well, I, what I was going to getting back to the dominant mentality is there a side of you that wants to like set him straight or are you just like, fuck it, this guy's 40 something. I, I don't need to waste my time. Well, the, and here's the thing. Cause we've had, we've had people in the past not get through the interview process, mm-hmm. but we'll refer them to another department. So we had one kid one time. He was probably like 21, 22. And I was like, listen, I like this kid. I think eventually he could be really good at this job. Yeah. I just don't think he's ready now. Let's put him in another department and open up, at least get his foot foot in the door right right because he's young and in my head i'm like well if we can get this guy like you know five years of work history and blah, blah, blah. and i'm like he doesn't have five years <laughs> right <laughs> i'm like if he's 45 he's not gonna come done. back at 50 done and i'm just like holy fuck life happens fast yeah yeah not only that i mean go back to the dating situation <coughs> I think- oh knowing your worth this guy didn't realize that he was worth shit there you that's go that's what it comes down to. okay sorry we found our way back I think a lot of guys, especially the ones that like don't know how to talk to girls, are going through that. They just don't know what they're worth. They just don't know what it takes to appeal to a woman. And part of that's the next thing on this list is part of sort of persuading someone, okay, mm-hmm. is to present your best foot forward, obviously, but also understand where their concerns are, okay? 38 years old, the girl is thinking, well, why is he still single kind of thing? You know, so she should be as thinking, long why as you're still single. <laughs> so that's part of talking to people. Also, you kind of are able to read people. 
And well, what are they thinking while you're talking to them and this and that? It's funny you say this. I'm glad you bring this up. I'm a very I funny to, guy. I want to talk about this. Right, go back. We're going to put it towards jujitsu. Nice. After I take a sip of water. So you're talking about talking to someone of the opposite sex, convincing them that you're worth making the investment on, understanding what they're scared of. Or and you really interviewing yeah, somebody. Yeah. I think that's a skill that more people need to learn Absolutely. for recruiting their friends to train jujitsu. Love it. The jujitsu. So many people are like, I try to get my friend. I try to get my friend. And look, it's a tough sell sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I really got to wonder, like, what are you doing wrong? You're doing something right. that your friends don't want to come in here. That's a great point. At least for a class. Now, here's the thing. I've been training 17 years. How many of my friends train? Not a lot. But how many have I at least gotten in to take a class? A lot of them. I got my friend Bobby. I got my friend Grant. A lot of friends have come in for at least a day. Right. And they get it. They're like, we get it. We get why you love it. They're right. like, shit, I like it. I just got to make make time. And by the way, I hope my boy Grant listens to this because I found a school for him in Portland that he was talking about going to and I hope he gets off his ass and he starts training. But anywho, <laughs> when you see people, mm-hmm. especially you're going to start seeing it on Instagram, tough night of training and they post their busted nose, busted face. No one wants to train when you post that. And I've done it. Mm. I've done it myself. I have a post on my Instagram where my nose is bleeding. However, read the caption. The caption says, nice welcome back gift from Gordon Ryan. Right. Because right, Gordon right. was already on the way up. Right. And it was like people who know, knew him at that yeah. time. I don't think he'd won ADCC yet. If you know, you know. Yeah. Right. And it was just like, you know, th- it was, and I, I did it in a way where it's like, this isn't normal. This is just what happened at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people post all the time, great note of training bleeding their fingers crooked it's like that's everyone's biggest concern is i don't want to get hurt Mm -hmm. and that here you are advertising your injuries why not advertise the friends you made advertise how great you feel about when you leave uh, absolutely advertise how when you get home your mind is clear because you were just trying not to get choked for a whole time or just learning how to invert yeah you know, we were going over Darces and Anacondas and just learning how to roll. People were like, Jesus Christ, this is hard. Well, you're addressing people's concerns. When I used to prep people for interviews, I used to always say, you got to go in there almost like a consultant, just asking what, or understanding what their concerns might be. In, in the case of your, your buddy that's 45 years old with the, all the white space on his resume, that's a concern he should have addressed with you up front. I know you see that I, I haven't worked for five, six years at this place. The reason I did is because this, this, this. I don't think he understood how, how significant that exactly was. he didn't he wasn't con- he didn't understand your concerns and when you're talking to a person that doesn't understand jujitsu what are their concerns like you said injury mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna get my ass kicked uh, just not knowing just being not new knowing at yeah something. yeah yeah the mystery of the whole thing yep. yeah you have to address it from that perspective yeah or you get the people who you know they bring in their friend and then what do they do they want to show off how do they show <laughs> off they kick their friend's <laughs> ass <laughs> he's not coming back. Be nice. Yeah. Show them how to get out of stuff. Put the choke and be like, no, no, don't do that. Grab my wrist. Yep. Now turn your and then bang. You're like, whoa. Yeah. Tonight I had um, I had Al's son going with Reese, mm-hmm. and you know he's pretty new and he's only been training with Al. So today I put him with Reese and right, he was right, getting right. a lot more comfortable and right. they were doing a great job with each other. 
and he was getting a little tricked up, you know, tripped up on one of the moves. And Reese was having a hard time explaining it because if you can't see what they're doing, it's already kind of tricky. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Reese has only been training just long enough where he can do the move, but mm-hmm. they were paired up where together. And I was like, no, no, I was like, you're doing everything right. You're just putting your hands in the wrong place. Mm. So I I walked him through it. He dumped over Reese. He finished finished the Dars. And, you know, all I did was I was like, I was like, just sprawl out. Drop your weight. Drop right. your weight. Just lay down. And yeah, he did. Yeah. And then Reese tapped and he was like, <gasps> eyes open. He looked at me. I was like, Good job, buddy. I was, like, I, was moment, like, baby. I was like, it's not hard. Yeah. And Reese was like, great choke, man. And I was like, fuck it. And then I was like, dude, he's like, I've been bringing him for three weeks. Today he smiled. His best on his day. Face. Beautiful. He's like, he's got a smile on his face. That's awesome. Like, that's and that's what it is for me. And that's understanding what I bring to the table, mm-hmm. but also understanding that what I bring to the table will address your concerns. Right. It's like I can provide a safe environment that is friendly to all walks of life where the students take care of each other, but we can provide very intense and aggressive training when necessary. Yes, sir. We can mm-hmm. provide for whatever your goals are. Got it. I know we offer that here. So when someone comes in, I can already tell them right away, like, I know what you're nervous about. That's what I'm saying. You I understand their you concerns mm-hmm. and you address them. Yeah. But you've got to create an environment that you know that's its worth. So this poor schmuck didn't understand that he didn't bring any worth. Right. He didn't understand what our concerns were exactly. at that interview. Our biggest concern, people that can't work nights and weekends. We're concerned with people that have families. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've been working 10 years at a Monday through Friday job, weekends off, and you're like, yeah, we have, I have two kids. I've been married 10 years. It's like, does your spouse know what you're about to get into? Right. Because it's going to be a shit show for the next five to 10 years. <laughs> Like you're not, I, and I tell people at the interview, I'm like, you're, I'm like, it's not a matter of you might, you will. Yeah. I was like, you will miss holidays. You will miss weekends. You will miss dance recitals. You will miss T-ball mm-hmm. games. You're going to miss things. Mm. Are you ready to do that? And they're always like, yes, I am. <laughs> then they Gung get in class the- and they're like, Miguel, I've worked two weekends in a row. Can I do something? I'm like, <laughs> fuck off. Work the weekend. We all did it. So now let's flip that. Okay. If you're a person that Okay. Let's flip it. Let's say you're the guy that doesn't know what the person's concerns are. To talk with people, you like people love being asked questions about themselves. Hold on. I gotta pee. Go back. We're back. I had to go to the potty. Back in the high life again. Yo, back in the saddle again. All right, Aerosmith, baby. Wow. All right, so what I was getting at is this. Um, there's the flip side where you're talking to somebody and you are addressing their concerns. Then there's the guy that should, if he doesn't know what your concerns are, you got to ask questions. And that's the whole engaging with thing. When I try and persuade somebody of something, I have to know what their concerns are. So I got to ask questions. I got to, if I want to be a good employee, I have to ask, what are you expecting of me? What, you know, if I'm going to join a job at this company, what do you want of me as an employee kind of thing? And that's the, that's a big part of communicating with people. I'm so glad you said that. We really should do a whole episode on, uh, interviewing because you recruit them. Yes. And then with my job, I actually have to sit there and ask them the questions and decide (laughs) yes or no. You which I've prepped people for yeah. hundreds of interviews, yeah. which I'm not going to lie. It's yeah. a, it's a good asset to have you. Yeah. And I really, it really hit me how important it is what I do for my job with the interviews. Cause I'm like, right. I can teach my kids how to interview. Oh yeah. 
I'm like, I never even thought about this. I just sit there like, no, no. And I'm like, wait a minute. I need to take notes. What do I like? What am I like? Uh-huh. Quick questions. Your, your answer to a question should never be more than 30 to 45 seconds. Without a doubt. Unless it's one of those like star questions where like you got to tell me a story. But now your story, you better start getting to the point right away. You're familiar with uh, elevator uh, answers? What do you mean? Okay. You get in an elevator. You get introduced to some guy. He says, what are you all, you know, what are you all about? You have the time that you're in the elevator to explain what you're all about. Oh, 100%. And yeah. that two, three minutes. That's it. Yeah. When One of the things we asked people was like, you know, what, what, why do you feel you would be a good fit here at New mm-hmm. Jersey Transbella? And they're like, well, I love when people are like, I'm hardworking. I'm on time. I want to be here. I'm looking for a career change. And this is what my main focus is. I'm like, bingo. Perfect. Thank you. Yep. We had a guy there. He goes, well, you know, I've been, with my history and working here and, you know, I did get a certification <laughs> for this. I'm like, oh, buddy, I don't care about your certifications. Yeah. I want to know why you want to be here. Yeah. Why do you want to be here? Right. And be honest, but you know, a lot of people feel that they, that's part of communicating also be well, honest. Yeah. Well, yeah. going back to what you were saying about ask what their concerns are. It's hundred percent true. Cause when I'm sitting at that table, one of my favorite questions is when we're done, we're like, do you have any other questions? I mm-hmm. love when people ask this one. Uh, what would you expect from me? Right. So that I can succeed in this program. Exactly. And you know what I do? I turn around and I say, nothing. Show up on time and be ready to learn. If you Perfect. show up and stay quiet, I'll take care of the rest. Perfect. And they're like, okay. That's the same thing that a jujitsu student should say too, hmm. essentially. I'm not here to, to show off my wrestling skills, my boxing skills, my this and that skills, my other martial arts skills, or I've been to another jujitsu school. No, you're at my school. Yeah. You come in. Be cool with the school and uh, you'll grow in with us. Yeah. If you want to show some of your things or implement them, go for it. But, you know, we're doing it here this way. But, you know, I was talking to, uh, you know, Felicia, who she's going to start class next week. She's like, you know, is there anything I can do to kind of get a head start? And I was like, no. Right. I'm like, no. <clears throat> yeah. And I and I love that people, and I get that question a lot, like, hey, is there anything I can do? Right, right, right. No. Because the reality is everything I'm going to give you is going to be gibberish to you anyway. Mm-hmm. I'll do my job. Right. Let me do my job. Yeah. Just show up and be ready to go. You execute the program. That's it. That's exactly what it is, babe. All right. Uh, there are, when you are talking with people there, for some odd reason, a lot of things tend to get into tough subjects, you know, cause you really like this surface level conversation and then you go into the deeper levels of things like what are people's opinions about things, especially religion, sports, not sports, religion, politics, you know, well, all that can, stuff. We can get into some heavy sports conversations. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, <laughs> you have a, a weird fascination with the Giants. I don't get it. I do. I, I got two games that'll show you the fascination with the Giants. <laughs> Care to know which games they are? 207 and... <laughs> there you go, buddy. 212 and... 18 and 1? <laughs> I get it. You know what? Just to get off the topic real fast, it's like I've been like really kind of looking at the, the uh, 49ers lately. I really I really like that team. They're a good team. Yeah. And that defense is solid. I love the quarterback structure. I love the coaching structure. I love the the, the, the whole offense and the defense. Well, who's their quarterback right now? Brock Purdy or uh Dude, their Trey quarterback Lance. situation is pretty weird. I know. And last I year, think they're gonna go with, I think they're going to roll with uh, Brock Purdy, though. They're going to go with Brock, but what do you do with Trey Lance? That's a first-round draft pick. <laughs> Yikesy, Mikesy. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Giants, speaking of that. Giants didn't get a deal with Saquon. <laughs> <laughs> that actually made the news, the New York Post, where he said, hey, 
It is what it is. It is what it is. And fuck my team, fuck my this, fuck my that. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty ballsy to think that way. You know what it is? It's, and this is, because NFL running backs around the league were like, what? Because it wasn't just Saquon Barkley. Josh Jacobs, another prominent running back, also did not get a long-term deal. So the NFL owners basically through their actions just said, hey, you guys aren't worth this money. Okay, hang on one second. You will understand why I brought that subject up. Okay. Uh, Because part of communicating with people is to find out what they're interested in and start talking about that Mm -hmm. and get involved in that whole thing. I love talking football too, but we're on a podcast talking about how to communicate with each other. I went right to the subject that you wanted to talk about or that you would feel great about. I love talking about it. And suddenly we're connected. So connection is a huge part of communicating. I see what you did there. There you go, baby. This fucking guy playing... I'm over here playing checkers. You're playing chess. (laughs) Jesus. I got my bad bank coin. You're playing pickleball. So let me ask you, you know me, what would be a subject that you think I could, I would just like look at you in a different way and be interested in music. Okay. Perfect. Right away. Right. I want to talk to you about musicians from the seventies back when rock stars were actually musicians and music was music. And I would suddenly look at you in a different way. I'd suddenly like you. I would connect Mm -hmm. with you. So that's part of communicating. And you're fantastic at that. Like, I noticed that you connect with people so well. So I was wondering if you're connecting with them because of your innate charm or are you trying to find out what they want to do in, in life? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. Um, so, and I've talked about this with my wife. I moved a lot as a kid. Right. So, you know, not a lot, but, you know, there was a brief point in my life where I was, you know, the new kid at five different schools in a matter of six years. Right. So... I went to private school in the suburbs while I was living in Trenton, which is, you know, you know, inner city. Um, Then I went to public school in Puerto Rico, which that's, that's very different. Oh yeah. Then I went to public school in Trenton. Then I went to almost like a charter school slash private school, which that was interesting. And then I finally moved to South Brunswick. So now I'm the kid from Trenton moving to South Brunswick and nobody's getting to know me. They just know I'm the kid from Trenton. So they right. automatically assume yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. I'm like some hood kid. And it's like, you should probably speak to me. I probably speak and write. Or at least and, connect yeah, with you. You know, yeah. you'd realize like I went to private school and I actually I'm probably smarter than most of you motherfuckers. Mm. Um, but, you know, third grade, I was at one school. Fourth grade, I started in Puerto Rico. I finished fourth grade in Mott School. So now that's th- two years and I'm in three schools. Right. Sixth grade, I'm in a different school. Seventh grade, I'm in a different school. So, and they're all completely different sociological on, on the sociological exactly. ladder exactly. from, you know, kids praying high and for a private school to the weird charter school to, you know, public schools were like, you know, a lot of these kids were like, you know, the free lunch and the free breakfast. And, you know, just, it was, it was interesting. Some of the dynamics that you would see, you know, mm-hmm. kids dropping out after fifth so how grade. Did you connect with these folks? Like, do you a remember? A lot of listening. I learned yes. very early on that no one gives a shit about you. So listen and then try to find a way to connect. The two ears, one mouth. Thing. Yeah. Right. Even if you've got, like, there'd be times where I'd go home and I'd hear what the kids were talking about and I'd hear the music they were listening to and I'd go home and I'd be like, I got to listen to it. Right. Not because I like it, <laughs> but I got to. Like, yeah, it, it was like, it was just survival. I know exactly. It's like, I've got to survive. Yeah. Um, and, you know, God bless my mom. You know, she was doing her best, but it's like, you know, going from a private school to a public school in Puerto Rico to now a public school in Trenton, that was a lot. That was a cultural shock for Big me. Big time. And I had to figure it out. And of course, my mom never wanted me to look like one of those kids. She wanted me to always look respectable and presentable. That's great. 
But when you send me to a Trenton public school with a button-down shirt and khakis, <laughs> right. it's not going to go well when the fucking 12-year-old who's still in fourth grade decides to fuck me up in the bathroom. Right. Like, now I've got to adjust. Now I've got to get ready to fight. Like, literally, like, I got my ass kicked. He fucking knocked me out right in the bathroom for no reason. Just this right. big fucking white kid and just, bah, just popped me. Um. So now I knew that I had to be prepared for violence. Yeah. And I did. I became. And I'd start, you know... Rough housing in the in the in the schoolyard and just you know letting people know that like was the don't connection. fuck with yeah, you yeah, had yeah, to yeah, yeah. you know playing sports and then you know using you know curse words and you know like mm-hmm. you know you know <laughs> you know saying we dig the same music yeah. dig, you know like we're connected you know you know saying things like you know talking the jive and just you know blending in then I moved to South Brunswick and it's like okay there are a bunch of fucking white kids I can breathe easy a little bit but even that I couldn't because they <laughs> right. are all like. It's like this ain't Trenton. This ain't Trenton. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. But yeah, even there, even there, I had a fucking, you know, I got into a couple fights when I first got there. Okay. You know, so it, I just had to learn to adjust. Yeah. I had to learn how to adapt and I had to learn very quickly how to defend myself hmm. because I learned that if you don't defend yourself, you will be a fucking victim. And that's where part of my mentality came from where. I'm very aware that I'm not going to kick. I'm not a world beater. I'm not going to beat everyone's ass. Right. But I'm not going to fucking back down and I'm not going to be scared. And you're going to walk away pretty fucked up yourself. Put that in terms of talking to a girl then. I mean, you know where your skills are and you're not going to. So with girls, I would apply the same thing. Okay. I would be like, hey, my name is Miguel. Blah, 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 blah. And then I'd be, like, I'd be like, are you from here? Now I live. Oh, okay. So did you always live there? And you start so asking you're, yeah, questions. You're, asking you're questions. connecting to them. Okay. Exactly. Awesome. So what high school did you go to? Right. Oh my God. My friend graduated from there. Did you know? Uh, no, I didn't know. Mm, right. All right. Big school though. But you, the great restaurants there. And I then mean, you say something like, yeah. but I'm sure he knows who you are. Why right. would you say that? It's like, are you serious? You're beautiful. Ah, wow. I'm attracted to you right and now. And then before you know it, <laughs> you figure out about them. Most right. guys are trying to sell themselves. Girls don't want to girls don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. They give a fuck about themselves. Right. Ask the questions. See what they like and then yep. <clears throat> start answering questions that way. That's what I'm that's what I meant when before we uh kind of paused here. It's that people want to talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. Ask them about them. Ask you suddenly become your the friends. I mean, I I spend loads of conversations start just like minutes at a time just asking people what they're all about yeah. and they suddenly think i'm their best friend and and legitimately i can be because i genuinely care if i care if i if you care but that's the thing and that's the one thing i will say that i recognized you know going to schools at all those different you know mm-hmm. uh, sociological Amazing levels training ground it, but I'd always find one or two kids that I just connected with with yes. something. It's like our worlds are completely different, completely different. Right. But we have a really, uh, you know, we're really intrigued by sneakers. And every, right. you know, every every month right we're sitting down like, yo, did you get the new East Bay? Like, uh-huh. yeah. We're like, oh, look at these, look at these. I like how they did this. And you start talking about it. You're like, ah, I don't like those. And then now, now you're having those like heated debates like, what? You don't like, it's like, nah, those are shit, dude. And now you're like, now, now, like you'll notice, like when I talk to people, like they'll use their lingo, right? Like what, what? I'm like, dude, like that shit sucks, and I just use my like you know inner city Trenton white right. boy <laughs> suburb fucking lingo that just it is what it is. I speak the way I speak, and everything goes away because you found this common ground. Mm-hmm. With dating, you have to find that common ground. Yeah, and you know even if you're just hustling them. But you've also got to educate yourself. If you really want to talk to girls, answer, ask them questions and get answers to figure out what they want, exactly. you've got to know a little bit about everything. 
let's put that into jujitsu. You really want to be good? You really want to be a world champ? You've got to know a little bit about everything. Mm-hmm. Have your game. Be a half guard player. Play deep half. But you better know how to Baron Bolo. You better know how to set up a Dars, even if you never use it. You've got to know. Have it in your pocket. Because you're going to run into someone that does. Yeah. And if you're not prepared for that, you're never going to take them to bed. Now, it's a over. Of, a lot of guys are going to say, oh, this is obvious shit. No, it's not. Because to connect with you, especially this, all right, if you're dealing with a particularly tough subject, like let's say politics, mm-hmm. and a lot of politics conversations is one side thinking the other side is evil or stupid or whatever right okay you have to get that connection first and then say oh you know this is where we connect and you know where where's the compromise in your thought process and that's how you deal with tough subjects like when i talk about sometimes religion with people coming at it from a jewish background uh you know I, i don't want to step on you know, people's sensitivity. So I'll say, yeah, you know, Jesus was a really, really good guy. Amazing message. I'm not being, I'm I'm not being bullshit artist here too. I really believe that. And as soon as you kind of break down those sort of like, uh, those walls, you're not coming at them head to head. Yeah. I'm not saying you're full of shit. Jesus was full of shit. And this, that, no, I'm saying, listen, he had a great message. The philosophy is amazing. Christianity is an amazing religion. And suddenly we're connecting there. And then we can start getting, well, I really don't understand, though. How did he become God if God is God, you know, kind of thing. And suddenly you get into that real sticky subject there. Yeah. But we get it from a friendly, let, let's work it out together yeah. kind of uh, thing. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. And that's why when I talk politics with people, it's the same thing. I, I get beyond the, oh, you know, all Democrats are stupid, all Republicans are evil or homophobic or this or that. I'm always like. Okay, you know, I used to be a Democrat. <clears throat> I kind of know the philosophy. I kind of know the thought process. How would you solve this problem? Yeah. And we suddenly start talking at a different level. Yeah. And well, and the thing is, you have to start seeing the common ground, mm-hmm. right? People don't realize we share more common ground oh, with yeah. people than we than Especially we as Americans, yeah. Oh, yeah. You think you're like so far apart. It's like you're really not. You're just really off on a mm-hmm. couple topics. Right. But your ideas and your principles are the same. You just have different execution. Mm-hmm. I want to go for the arm bar. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to go for a triangle. You want to go for an inverted triangle. Right. Well, you know, we can do them both, but right. one is going to be more practical depending mm-hmm. on the situation. Right. My friend Sean and I, although his politics are starting to change, you know, <laughs> two kids. You know, you're like, oh, yeah. Uh, he'll, he'll come yeah, around. He'll come around. So, but, you know, before COVID, pre-COVID, I want to say during the last uh, election, and actually during COVID, he was, you know, I don't want to say that he was scared, but he was one of those always wore a mask, always has gloves on, you know, just, you know, right. got a little like fearful with it. And I was very respectful about it. I never like mocked him for it. I was like, hey, man, like, yeah. you know, if we're coming over. This is a great subject. You're exactly. Yeah, this yeah, is a great subject. He okay. had just had his baby. And I was like, listen, you know, if you want me to wear the mask and wear the gloves to come over, I'll do it. Right. I was like, that's your house. I completely understand. I respect you. And he also understood and respected the fact that, you know, even though he thought all businesses should have been closed, mm. you know, to stop. And, and, and I was like, you're right. Everything should be closed to stop the spread. Right. But they should also stop charging rent. <laughs> and there should be consistency. <clears throat> McDonald's right. should not be open if Joe's right. House of Donuts is not open. Right. So he also understood, like, I get why you have to be open. 
and train in the dark and right. not wear masks. So even though we had very different ideas, we were completely different, we understood why the other person felt that way. Right. And we weren't like, you're wrong. We were like, no, you're right for your situation in life. Right. And that's what people don't realize. It's like, you know, even with politics, like, well, I vote this way. Why well, vote that way? Okay, now let's look at our situations in life. That's going to have a huge impact on how huge. I feel. Absolutely. It's like, so I get why you feel that way. It's like, but you got to understand why I feel this way. You know, you're paying a million dollars a year in taxes. Yeah, you're going to feel a fucking very different way about certain things mm -hmm. when you're paying that much money. It's like, we're going to give a billion dollars to Ukraine. Someone's like, that's wonderful. And you're like, no, it's not. That's my money. That's my money. Yep. And I got a fucking pothole outside my house. What is going on here? Let's talk. It's like, can we fix this? Right. So it, it, it's a matter of finding common ground, having conversation and active listening. Yeah. Don't just wait for your turn to jump into the conversation. Like when someone's like, and you know, my thing with Biden is, you know, there's a, oh, okay, okay, I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish. And the you roll in your goes, eyes and you're like, yeah, yeah. second someone goes, I'll let you finish. It's like, we're not having a conversation. Yeah. At that point, I'm like, you know what? I'm finished. Yeah. Uh, where's the charcuterie board? <laughs> and then I you, love a good charcuterie oh, board. Oh, who the fuck doesn't? <laughs> Meats, cheeses, throw up a couple olives, the Come black on. and the green. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Throw some fucking matzo on there. We're loving <laughs> life. A little lox charcuterie. Oh, good oh, times. That's good stuff. It's good stuff. My sister makes a great charcuterie board. I'll take that as an invite. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll get her to make me a charcuterie board. And next time you have bring fights, I'll bring it. 29th. We're doing the 29th? Fucking A. Let's fucking Great fight. Gaethje against uh, Poirier. Are they doing the BMF? Uh, I think so. I think so, right? I think so. That's fucking Also, uh, Jan Blakovich is fighting Alex Pejera. Oh, that's a that's a good fight. Great fight. Great fight for Pejera. Absolutely. Pejera wins that fight. Now, He's all set. Now, and I believe the 205 belt was just vacated. Yes, it was. So that could that could that should be an interim title fight. Uh-huh. That's fucking good. Great fight. Absolutely. That's a great fight cuz I think Pejera could win that fight. So you're bringing the charcuterie board. I will do I my best. Sure I will that. do my best to get that charcuterie board. That's the point board. of this conversation. Honestly, I get fed. Giving my sister a shout out for her charcuterie <laughs> board. It's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> so that's the deal. With when you're dealing with sensitive topics, <clears throat> you got to get beyond the oh, all Trump voters are, are idiots or yes. evil and this and that, and all Democrats are idiots. Make the connection. Make with the, the connection. Just gi or no gi. We're all we Americans. both like jujitsu. There you go, brother. You Absolutely. like to hold IBJJF or ADCC. Well, that's an easy one. ADCC. <laughs> we had talked about this in the past, dealing with liars, which I love that podcast, by the way. Which one? BS artists and dealing with those kinds of folks. What episode was that? It was like three episodes ago, four Dude, episodes ago. No, so going back yeah. to that, I have listened to the last episodes. I'm all caught up. Mm -hmm. I thought they were great. I thought yeah. they were hilarious. I was cracking up. Yeah. I don't remember them the way you do, okay. but I fucked up, dude. Why? Listen to what I did. I need to give my brain a break. <laughs> I just finished Chaos, right? Oh, yeah. The you Charles love this Manson. Book. You love this book. Then I was like, all right, let me catch up on some Rogan. So I listened to the RFK Jr. So now we're going from heavy yeah. to still heavy. Yeah, yeah. Then I was like, all right, let me catch up to my podcast, give yeah, myself yeah. some listens. And all right, that lined it up a little bit, but it's it's not the same, like listening to my own voice. I don't enjoy mm. it as much. Really? I'm like, yeah, I'm critiquing a lot. Okay. I'm like, what the fuck am I talking I about? I like what we're doing. You know what does crack me up, though? What's that? Sometimes you'll say something in the podcast, or I'll say something, 
and I'm just reacting to the podcast, yeah. and I'll repeat what I'm saying on the podcast in the exact same tone. And I was like, oh, that's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, my brain just, at least I know I'm consistent. <laughs> so I was like, that was funny. So I listened to that, and I was like, all right, I need a good audio book. Uh-huh. But I'm still like, I'm like, let me put on something light, maybe okay. a nice, like, you know, fiction book. I go to my Audible library. I got three credits. I'm like, ooh, I, I, <laughs> I, I get one book with the credit. I got the real uh, Anthony Fauci. But oh, I was wow. like, I'm not listening to that right now. That's heavy. heavy. So heavy. what did I put on just because it was there and I accidentally hit play and I said, ah, we're going to fucking rock and roll with what it. Yeah. BTK. <laughs> awesome dude dude true life crime is amazing not, li- not light listening <laughs> true life crime is awesome all, though it's the same thing all. as watching a thriller movie you know you gotta like i think it's worse man i think listen i've read a lot of stephen king i've read of his a lot of his son joe hill um you know i try to read i can't think of what else i've read like a couple like i forget her name a female author who writes some horror books and just like suspenseful Faye Never, kellerman i can't remember um and rice no i lo- love fuck love some and rice. rice let's Absolutely. go baby the whole Absolutely. like queen of the damned and all yeah that shit. baby so i've never had nightmares you know what book gave me nightmares what's that uh the one the one that they made a show of on netflix they made a few i mean it's not mind hunters mind hunters i oh, read that great. book it's amazing that book gave me bad dreams I didn't have that experience. What I had was what amazed me about that show, and I, and I guess you have to live it. Did you read you the book? To, no, I didn't. Oh God! I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give you some more detail. All right, there were two shows that I highly recommend to people. One is Mind Fauda. Well, Fauda is a definite. That's the greatest show ever made, pretty much. Top three for me. Um, no, no, no. There were two shows that that really blew me away. One was Mind Hunters because you didn't grow up in that time frame but i did as a kid in the 70s like you know paneling on the sides of uh station wagons Mm -hmm. you walk in the tv is like the center of the living room because everyone used to follow and you knew there were only five channels you know i'm watching that they they i don't know the set designer was so spot on to what the 70s was all about there was a sparseness in the 70s that i it's hard to describe that makes me want to watch it again just for that yeah just it really makes the cars when you'd get in a car it had a certain smell and especially on a cold day it, it just i don't know it's like vinyls that you don't like detroit kind of yeah <laughs> i don't know how to describe it so there's that i would watch it for that and i'm like this really feels like the 70s because well, i remember going to school in, in like a um, in a uh, carpool and I'd get in people's cars and I'm like, what the hell is that smell? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it felt weird. The other show that I watched that I like I could smell it was Deadwood. I don't know if you saw this show. Never saw it. Oh, it's so good. You I've can heard it's great. HBO it's an, made a movie. For yeah, they too, did. Right? They did. It, it's like you can smell the horse shit coming off the horse manure because this was like 1880s. Yeah, yeah. You know out west you know the western shit and you literally can like you hear the horses walking and you just you could smell the horse the guy from john wick is in it uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Skellington. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was one of the shows that I always wanted to watch. I just give never, it a shot. It's only three seasons. I do believe it. Like it's one of those shows that went on right after a show like finished. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I don't know if it followed like if it followed up after the Sopranos or but it was one I of think those it was shows. The Sopranos, yeah. And like for me, it's always hard for me to jump onto the show right after. <laughs> right. Cuz I'm already too emotionally invested. Yeah. 
And now I'm like, I'm not ready to start this again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like the show right after a show, I can't get into. I, I get it. There was one show that, that ended really, really too soon that I thought was fantastic too. It was called Rome. It was on HBO. Great show. Holy shit. And really that guy just show. died too. Really? Yeah, the big dude. Uh, Ray, um, I forget his name, Irish guy. But uh, the other guy's on uh, TV. Anyway, Rome, Deadwood, and, uh, and Mindhunters, three amazing shows. That and Band of Brothers. Never saw Band of Brothers. Dude, you got to see that. That's not a show. That's a miniseries. It's nine episodes. It's amazing. It's a miniseries. <laughs> it's, a, it's what nowadays would be called a limited release. Okay. I, I gotcha. So. <laughs> I need at least two seasons for it to be What are you daydreaming about right now? I'm curious. <laughs> You're looking no, wrong. nothing. I'm getting... I got the floaters in my eye. Nothing oh, now and then to get there, so I just got to move them around. Plus, my okay. contacts are dry as shit. Okay. So, let's move on. Um, fun fact. New study. The most educated and successful people in the country are married and attend religious services while the culture has been trying to convince you otherwise. I totally agree with that. Successful people are married and attending religious services. I think faith and stability have a lot to do with it. Big time. When you have something to believe in yep. and something, some sort of purpose, some greater meaning, mm-hmm. it kind of relaxes and you know, it gives you that peace. Yeah, it gives you that peace. And then when you know Absolutely. you have a good marriage to come mm-hmm. home to, you know, it makes it easier to have a bad day at work. When you can come home, when you can't wait to go home, mm-hmm. you know, but when you're leaving work and you're going home to be alone, you're playing Xbox, you're jerking off, you're fucking doing whatever, life loses meaning. It does. And I I truly believe, and this is my own personal belief, you can disagree. I'm not going to judge if you do. But well, this I new study said the most successful people have marriages and go to church or you know services yeah absolutely agree with that i think god and a significant a person you love are the perfect bookends bingo okay ready to play a game i want to play a game okay for you this is going to get heavy though so you're okay to get heavy okay we'll see all right since right now the uh, right track wrong track in the country 20 percent think the country is going the right way 75 percent think the wrong way Okay. 75%. 75% think the country's on the wrong track. Jesus. So, since I think this we're is on the, right the 70th track episode. We're going to hell. There you go. So, if this is the 70th episode, what would Miguel do if he ruled the country? Just, you're the king. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> oh God. If, Here we go. What would you do with taxes? What would I do with taxes? You're the, yeah, you can make any decision unilaterally. I think every company that brings more jobs to America and provides more work for Americans, I would give huge tax breaks to those companies to kind of balance out the fact that they're losing money on the payout, but they're not sending those jobs overseas. Love it. That's number one. We got to give those companies tax breaks. Okay. And let's be honest, those big companies love a good tax break. Hell yeah. Incentivize bringing the work back to 75% of the population, though, works at a small company. So what are you doing for the small companies? I think you really got to give tax breaks to those small companies. Okay. A lot of those taxes to those small companies, you're, they're paying 30, 40% of taxes because they're independent workers and they yep. don't have a certain amount. Mm-hmm. So you've got to give a nice big tax break so they want to continue to produce. The problem is the people in office right now don't want to do those tax breaks because they don't want small businesses. They want big businesses that they can buy stock in. Love it. Okay. Education. What classes would you add and what would you delete? Um, I wouldn't delete anything. I think I would put more of an emphasis in physical education okay. and uh, art. 
whether it be music class or uh, literature class, English class, I think those need to be instilled into young children right away. Love it. And when you can find a child who kind of has a knack for it, really start guiding them. A kid shouldn't learn art only when they get to high school. They might right. have a knack for it when they're in first grade. So how can we continue to feed that so by the time they get to high school, now they can pick the proper realm for them? Because at the end of the day, not everyone's going to be a fucking accountant and lawyer. Some yeah. kids are more, their brain is just wired a little differently. So let's give them that option. Uh, I think sex education does have to stay in school. Okay. However, I do think that certain topics need to be pushed. I don't think we need to talk about sexual activity and gender identity when a child's in first grade. Let's put that when they're hitting puberty, which is when they actually start asking themselves those Beautiful. questions. So you're talking That's, like sixth grade, fifth grade? I'm talking middle seventh school, seventh, eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade early okay. high school. Got it. All right. What about school choice? I Kids love in a shit neighborhood. He's locked into that crappy school. I love school choice. I don't know enough about school choice to really give an opinion on it. From the way you've described it, it sounds great. I mean, you went to a private school. You know the difference between, you used to say, some kids get taught <coughs> you're never going to go to college, and other kids are taught. If. Yeah. If and when. If and when. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And Biggest that's difference. a huge difference. I think. Huge difference. People don't realize. Okay. Next one. Immigration. Hmm. You got people flying through the border. They're not checking. What are we doing? Well, I think the problem's not that we're not checking. Are we checking. putting up a wall? What are we doing? I mean, I'm not a completely opposed to the idea of a wall, but I think what's happening is we're making it so difficult for people to get in here from other countries <laughs> that it's almost like they don't have an option but to go that route. And I think for everyone that wants to say how much they hate America and how fucked up this country is, just go to Miami and go look at the ocean, see how many Cubans are trying to come over They're here. They're dying to get on over. A, on a raft. Absolutely. Go look at how many Mexicans are traveling or Central mm-hmm. Americans are traveling days, weeks, months by foot carrying their children to come here. To come to the greatest so country You're on the talking planet. about how shitty this place is. People are literally dying to get here. Yeah. And I think, honestly, if they really want to be here and they can may be an asset to the country, bring them in and let them start paying taxes right away. Love it. I'm totally with you. In other words, bring in a real talented bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about uh, the debt? We are $31 trillion in debt. What are you doing? Well, I think the first thing we have to do is stop giving money to other countries. Okay. That's so the cut first down thing on, uh, on foreign. Uh, yeah. Okay. We got to cut down that. We got to start bringing that money back here. We got to start investing that money back into America. Okay. We are giving all this money to, to you know, I'm going to say it's Ukraine because it's a hot topic right billion now. bucks. But how many Americans are living in poverty right now? You know, it's like as a parent, and I think that being in the government, being the president, you know, America is your home. America is your child, right? Mm -hmm. So if I am so worried about little Timmy next door that I'm constantly playing cats with Timmy, I'm helping Timmy with (laughs) his homework, I'm giving Timmy an allowance, and I'm ignoring my own son, what do you think is going to happen to my son? And then I turn around and go, why do you end up this way? Because you didn't fucking invest in me, and I'm your actual kid. I think that's what America needs to be. I think we're a child who's not being given America the first. proper attention. America and I first, see nothing baby. wrong with that. Every there other country is their it. country first. Exactly. Well, this well, no. We owe our responsibility to those countries because of our position. No, guess what? Our position is <laughs> not as high as it fucking used to be. Exactly. And at 31 trillion debt, we got to start cutting places. Yeah. So I say. Uh, what about the homeless? What are we doing about them? Um, you're the king man what are we doing about it i think the homeless is a problem i I don't think that giving them clean crack pipes and and syringes is the answer if anything that's just enabling i think what we need to do is we need to enhance uh mental health we need to 
get these people into hospitals. And I think a big thing that we have to pay attention to is how many of these homeless people are former veterans. We are mm. not taking mm. care of our veterans. We are not treating them properly. Yep. We are not giving them the proper mental or physical health mm -hmm. and care that they need. And we are putting them in a situation where they are ending up on the streets. They sacrifice for us. We're not paying attention to that. And that's the big problem. People talk about homeless. We're not paying attention to how many of them are former veterans that mm -hmm. are not doing so well. Yeah, you're exactly right. What would you do about like UFOs and JFK? Would you release the... Uh, release it, baby. <laughs> release, release it. <laughs> release it. Transparency is key. You know why people don't trust the government? Because the government talks out of both sides of their mouth. Big They're time. like, guess what? This is what happened with JFK. Fucked up. I, was, I know, but I, was I wasn't really, born. I was really surprised Trump never <clears throat> released those. He's the kind of guy that would have said... And this is what really happened. Not, not in his first term. Ah, very, very good. Very, very good. Uh, what about foreign affairs? You brought up Ukraine. We're going to let Russia take it over, or how do we uh, solve that problem? Here's the problem. Yeah. And this is going to piss people off. I think you need to understand. We were just talking about this, right? Yep. Understand the other person's concerns. Mm -hmm. Understand what they're looking for. Right. I don't know why everyone's so opposed to not talking to someone like like Putin. Exactly. Like talking to someone like Kim Jong it's a un Kim Jong un Kim Jong un. You want to talk to these people. Yeah. Because they're dangerous and they have a lot of power. And they got nukes. And they have nukes. I, I think Trump actually said he's like, you know why I talk to Russia? Because they have the fucking bomb. <laughs> yeah. It's right. When someone's dangerous, you know who I always made friends with in school? The fucking bad kids. You know why? Because they would get into a fight on a dime. I don't want to fight you, but guess what? Right. I want to be on a good page with you where I'm not fucking with you, but you're not fucking with me. If they just would have like got a hold of Adolf <coughs> before World War II and they just would have said, look, dude, this is we know what you're all about here. Well, and that's the whole thing with Russia, too. What's happening in Ukraine and Russia is absolutely horrific, and it's an mm -hmm. absolute tragedy. But let's take a look at what incited it. It didn't just come out of nowhere. Yeah. They were, Russia kept saying, like, stop fucking around. Don't stop, join NATO. Don't join NATO. Yeah. Don't join NATO. And then they were like, we're not joining NATO. They're just coming over for dinner. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, you're, you're not sending the right image. You're, you're trying to flex. Like, I'm allowed to have friends, too. It's like, oh, are you? Well, I love how you game. break down foreign affairs into like men and women. Uh, That's how people are. Exactly. It's like Russia, that's wanted what it the was. Buffer, Russia wanted the buffer zone. Yeah. You know? And there's nothing to do with supporting Putin or this or that crap. I mean, this is real politic. Well, it's like, how would you feel if, you know, I remember when people were saying that China was doing uh, war, they were doing like w practicing war tactics in Canada. Mm. And there were Americans like, what the fuck are they doing there? Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's what Russia said. Exactly. Same exact thing. Like, we need to understand that we're America. We're one of the best countries in the world. I think we can become the best country in the world again if we do things the right way. Mm -hmm. But we are not without guilt. We okay. are not without guilt. We have to understand where we've come short, where we fucked up, and where we've made some big mistakes and where we are fueling some of these fires. So you're saying that Russia just needs the buffer zone and uh, let's just negotiate from that yeah. point of view. And uh, I love it. It's I love just it. one of those things where it's like, all right, you say you want that buffer zone and you'll play ball. Fine. We'll give you the buffer zone. Not fucking play ball. Yeah, exactly. Stop dealing with China. Yeah. You're going to be our you yep. know, bestie and yep. go from there. Okay. Well, all business as usual. <laughs> okay. What about uh, the Constitution, Second Amendment? Oh, I think we need to have a federal concealed carry. Love Every it. American should Love have it. the right to take their, their gun out of their house. Because here's the thing. 
your car is an extension of that second amendment mm-hmm. it, is, it should not be just broken into that's why it was created it was created to protect us from a government that was seeking to just become just just an absolute like tyranny of just taking over the which country which they would which they absolutely uh-huh. would which they've tried they're doing now and if you don't believe it take let's take a look at what happened three years ago when they told you you can't go to work you can't go to your favorite yeah. store oh and but keep paying fucking rent. And, and let's just keep throwing indictments at the former president that's wild yeah oh, that's not bullying too yeah. much so i i think every american should have the right to a gun i think gun education should be something that should be offered in schools absolutely and not just how to shoot but how do you acquire a gun how do you fill out the proper paperwork how do you, do you avoid mm-hmm. yourself i think that's something else and he gets to put into schools stop letting people figure out when they're adults how to operate as an adult taking out loans mortgage rates we're all out here figuring out how to fix our credit score after our credit's been destroyed because mm-hmm. we took a hundred thousand dollar loan in college that yep. no one showed us yep. and i really believe there's a reason for that i think they don't teach you that in school because they don't want you to figure that of out course. until you're 40 Absolutely. that's why you see people that are democrats in their early 20s and 30s suddenly turn 30 and go fuck that i'm republican you know why i see what they were not showing us yeah there's so much you don't know when you're young and my grandma used to always say, el que lleva consejo nunca llega viejo. It means he who takes advice never grows old. Listen to the people who have been there before you. That's awesome. I like that. That's a good one. I live by that. That's why I hang out with you. That's true. <laughs> I actually thought it was Spanish for Roy has a massive, you know what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> massive dreidel. There you go. Spin around on it. All right. Now, you're the president. There we go. Of the world. No, of the United States. How do you heal the society? <clears throat> like Biden was supposed to come in office and said, I'm here to heal. Yeah, okay. And he doesn't do jack shit along those lines. You're the president. How do you bring us all together? It's not going to happen overnight. Okay, and it's not going to be done with big actions. It starts with small, small actions. Mm-hmm. First thing I would institute, bring the Pledge of Allegiance back into schools. God damn it, I'm These voting for you. kids need to stand up. Look at that flag and say, that is my flag. This is my country. I am an American and I'm proud to live here. I'm proud to be a part of this great nation. Stop spewing the hate. I would also start handing out penalties for any media outlet that starts to use race baiting or propaganda to fuel any sort of hate. Not Proper example, look at the NFL. When was the last time you saw a fight during an NFL game? somewhat recently i think you think yeah you haven't the second a fight breaks out on a football field during an nfl game they cut the cameras oh oh, i see what you're saying they don't show it to you they don't show it to you because they don't want to have that image it's the same thing we know there's terrible things going on in this country but we don't have to fuel it don't feed it it yeah fuel it don't feed it we can address it and fix it get these kids to be proud of this country and say one nation under god so enough of the teaching about uh, you know how this was a, a country founded in sin and we've stolen land and all this other crap listen stop saying how everyone's so different but it's normal no let's start saying where we're the same you know yeah. we're all the same we all live here e pluribus unum from many come one boom <coughs> dude i'm voting for you when are you running decorate your room however you want but dinner's at six <laughs> i love that. that's awesome okay big question and i hate to get heavy but goddamn, i'm liking what you're saying what are this is the beginning of my political career yeah exactly it sounds like <laughs> sounds like and that's why i am running for president of the united I, states i guarantee i could get a couple votes on fucking a i'd vote for you 
I'd go into my tent temple and I'd say Wasn't that a movie where like some kid like just put his name on the ballot by mistake and somehow he won? It's like a Disney movie, like kid one. president or something like that. I remember that one. There's maybe. a movie where yeah, some maybe. dude accidentally won the presidency. I I know what you're talking about. I don't I don't remember it. All right, so this is the big question. What are since this is the seventieth episode, what are the three mindsets that have added value into your life? Three, uh, like I'm not talking about things that you've done. I'm saying the things that you thought that have really, like you. I'll give you an example. You took a chance on starting the school. Yeah, I did. And that was a mindset first. That was like, I'm ready to do this. I think the biggest mindset that really started to change me is that I started to realize and really truly understand life happens fast, and you only get one okay. chance. Wow. So I really awesome. just took in that mindset. It's like this is my one go. And I okay. want to make it a life, you know, worth remembering. I don't want to die and have an empty church and no one's there. And right, it's a right, couple right. people that are about to die too because they're all old. I want to know that I did something right? because I believed in it and I just went for it. And even if it would have failed, I at least tried. Right. So that was it. Like, you know, the one go in this world and understanding that Love it. it ends. No matter how hard you try, like, yep. like it ends. The story ends. <laughs> the story ends sooner or later. <clears throat> Absolutely. Any other things that like stuck with you? Like just An, one mind thing that I've really been trying to take in and I've really been trying to enjoy it is uh, I saw this thing on Instagram recently, and it's something I was already working on. But when I heard it put in this way, this guy's asked, he's like, you know, what's the best part about being about having kids? And he said, watching them grow up. That's the best part. Yeah. And then he's like, well, what's the worst part? And he goes, watching them grow up. Yeah. And it was like, you know what? I sometimes feel that I dwell on things that really don't matter. <clears throat> like, you know, making sure, you know, Benny's strong and tough. And it's like, yeah. life's going to do that anyway. Yeah. Or, you know, getting on Juliana. For, and it's like, you know what? Stop trying to rush them to mature yeah. and be strong. Just enjoy them for what they are That's now. That's awesome. And, you know, my favorite thing, and I'll tell you one thing that I've started doing as a parent. Um, I was laying in bed with Benny and I was like, hey, buddy. I was like, I was like, you know, you're a great kid. He's like, thanks, dad. I was like, my good dad. He's like, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And I was like, if I could do one thing better, what would you want me to do? I was like, what's one thing that I can do better as your dad? Right. And he's like, I don't know. I was like, no, I'm serious. I was like, I was like, look, I was like, I tell you what I want you to do all the time. I was yeah. like, what do you want me to do to be better? Right. And he was like, well, sometimes when I want to tell you things, you say, give me a minute or give me a second. And I feel like you, you don't want to hear me. Right. And I was like, and does that make you feel bad? Yeah. He's like, yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry about that. Wow. And I was like, and I'm going to work on that. And I was like, listen, I was like, I was like, sit up. Cause we're laying in his bed. I was like, Shake my hand. I was like, I promise I'm going to work on that. That's awesome. I was like, unless it's something with your mom or something very important. I was like, when you say you need my attention, you got it. Yeah. So <clears throat> I've really been working on that where he's like, hey, dad, dad. I'm just like phone down. I'm like, what's up, dude? Unless it's important. Or I'll tell him like, Benny, this is work. I was like, as soon as I send this text message. I'm yours, but I'm don't yours. leave. I was like, stay right there. And I'll be like, and done. What's up? 
phone away eye contact right but like there was a like i think like a couple days there he's like hey dad i'm like hold up but he's like your promise and i was like you're right <laughs> uh, I, I think i was doing dishes and i was like what's up kiddo and that's he why just, you left the fork <clears throat> in the uh, sink that's why i left the fork in the sink <laughs> but it's just it's you know i don't think we ever ask our kids what can we do better yeah and i think like you know he's gonna be seven he's got an opinion there's things that he doesn't like tell right. me yeah we're in this together kiddo you that's know especially thing. for me like i'm figuring out how to be a good dad on the fly because i didn't have one so it's like help me we can help each other you know we were in the pool yesterday not to get into a rant but <clears throat> we were working on like you know just like a couple of his strokes and i was like but mm-hmm. like you know work on this work on this i had him swim two laps then i got in the pool we threw the football around and he's like all right dad last one i was like all right he threw the football as soon as i caught it i threw it out the pool he's like why'd you throw it out of the pool i was like you said last, <laughs> last one. one he's like oh i was like benny i was like you swam your laps, you worked on your strokes, and we threw the ball for about five minutes. I was like, you're done. Right. I was like, I was like, listen, I don't want to, I'm not your coach. I was like, but if you just give me five minutes to work on some things and you really give me your effort, I was like, then when you say you're done, we're done, done. kiddo. Yeah. And he's like. You did today's work. He's like, so now we can just swim and play? I was like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, because I listened. I was like, because you listened. Wow. And you did the work. So now we're done. Wow. He's like, because I this worked. Is such amazing life lesson. And I'm just trying to, I'm like, buddy, just put in a little bit of work. Right. And then be done. I was like, but when you cry and moan, I was like, now you're, now I'm going to force you to do it. Yeah. I was like, just do the work. Did you have that as a kid? What? That, that, that work ethic sense? I, I did, but I think it was more so just from watching my mom. I just it. working nonstop. Yeah. And I knew like, I didn't, like, and I, she did it too. She'd always tell me, she goes, my goal is to make sure you don't work this hard. Wow. And unfortunately, I do work that hard, but my payoffs are a lot better. And that's because of the, you know, the the foundation she laid. One of the things you you said um, when we were talking about you during your tough time when you were in your 20s. I just listened to the first episode, by the way, the other day. And you, you, really painful time in your life. But one of the things that I noticed is that you started taking yourself seriously. A lot of people don't take themselves seriously. I don't know. What do you mean? All right. You're you could have really gone down a bad hole, you mm-hmm. know, with the perks and the, and the bad back. And mm-hmm. I mean, the, really an amazing story, but there was a turnaround time where you started taking yourself seriously. I know what I want to do now. I know my path and I'm going to, this is it. Well, I, I mean, the and hardest people part don't do that. And that's why they end up in like bad midlife crises and <laughs> things like that. They don't take themselves seriously. I remember when I was 10 years old, I was getting a haircut and my barber was, he was the fucking man. He still cuts hair in trend. His name is Joe Festa, state barbershop. And he was like, he's like, Miguel, do you know what you want to be when you grow up? I was like, yeah. He's like, good. He goes, I'm not going to ask you what it is. He's like, it's always good when you have an idea what you want to do. He's like, let me ask you a question. If two people are driving to Florida, who's going to get there first? The guy with the map or the guy without it? I was like, the guy with the map. He's like, that's life. You've got to have a map. He's like, you can find detours. You can get off here, get mm-hmm. off there. He's like, but you need to have a map. And that always stuck with me. Wow. And when I started playing football, it was in my head. I was like, I got to find a way to get good enough to play in college. Right. Just, you know, it wasn't because like, you know, I need the money for school. No, I just, I wanted to and play And there's college. a particular path to that. Yeah. And I, I knew it. I was like, someone's you playing. You weren't just winging it. Well, when people are like, what makes you think you can do it? I'm like, because I turn on the TV on Saturday. Right. Someone's doing it. Right. <laughs> like, like, it's well it's right there. Why can't I try? Right. Um. And then what, when the back surgery happened, it fucked me up because it's like, holy shit, I had all these plans. 
I've been taking myself seriously. I've been working out. I didn't go to a party until like my senior year. Like I like I was just like I had shit that I was trying to do. And that was the first time I realized like, oh, life doesn't give a fuck about your plans at all. And it was pretty quickly, it was pretty close to losing my grandma, who the night before she died, we were planning our senior night. And now she was gonna wear my jacket and my varsity, right, my yeah. shirt, like all this whole stuff. And it's like I, I realized very quickly, like, life doesn't give a fuck. That's another, I guess that's another mindset I took on. Life doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> right. So do what you want to do. See, I didn't figure this all out till I was like <clears throat> 30, 31. I, I went through my 20s in such a haze. I'm like, I got married young. It's like, I didn't have money. And it's just, I, I, I don't know, why aren't I the manager? Why is this person the manager? You know, that kind of shit. You know, you're walking with a big chip on your shoulder. I, I didn't start figuring life out till I was in my 30s. You know, I... And there's a little bit of PTSD on my end, just because like, you know, I didn't have a terrible life, but like life always found a way to fuck me. <laughs> and uh, always, it was always like, always found a way. And I remember when, you know, we were, we were at the house and we're swimming in the pool and I told my sister, I was like, you know, I still get nervous that it's all going to come to a fucking end. Mm, and you mm. know what she told me? She said, or the reason you got fucked so hard in the beginning was so that you could earn this. That's true. She's like, maybe this is your turn. Yeah. Now it's your time to have a good life because you earned it. That's awesome. She's like, you ever think of that? And I was like, no. <laughs> but like, she's like, she's like, this is your time. She's like, you've been through it. She's like, you yeah. deserve this. You've earned it. Right. I was like, Beauty. Right. And right. I wake up happy, ready to jump in my fucking pool. There you go, brother. Good you're times. on the path. You're, you're executing the plan. Yeah. I mean, you, you got everything going nicely. I, uh, this past weekend, it was great. It was like such a shit weekend. It was raining and cloudy. So at like 9 a.m. we couldn't do anything. I had my cup of coffee. I was like, everybody outside. So I went outside with Steph and the kids barefoot. I was like, we need to get grounded. Put your toes in the dirt. Become one with nature. And then Benny's like, I don't want to go to my room. I'm like, that's not the fucking grounded I'm talking about, kid. He's like, I don't want to get my feet wet. I don't want to put my toes in the dirt. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Then there's Juliana like, ooh, this feels nice. Yeah, yeah. My little hippie daughter. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But we were out there as a family just standing in the grass. In the rain? It wasn't raining. Oh, it was after the rain. Yeah. We oh, went inside and as soon as we went inside, I was like, Krr. I was like, oh. That's going to be a memory. You know what I'm saying? I hope so. Like I have this memory of me and my old man after I mowed the lawn and uh, he, he was proud of me. So we, we just lie down in the grass, he and I, and, we, and he put his leg over it over his leg and I put my leg over my leg and I was like 11 years old and I just felt and that memory stayed with me the rest of my life same That's thing awesome. with your kid he's gonna he's gonna remember this for the rest of his life I hope so I hope so who turned seven years old in 39 minutes happy birthday beansy boy right. seven years old love it happy birthday pal all right all right guys talk to you next week bye